Sasha Moodley came in today for a chat, and it was an experience. We touched on topics that span the complete range of human emotions. Sasha provides valuable insight into his successful journey to a life of health and well-being, South African life, life in Korea as a member of the LGBTQ community, and proper ways to transition out of Korea. Lots of things to unpack after this one. This one rocks till the last minute of recording. Side note, I found uh, while editing, there were an above average number of curse words. So um, I, I tried to cut most of them out, but uh, brace yourselves. No, just it's not that bad, but sorry if uh, you're offended. I hope you all enjoy. Throw that grammar book in the garbage. Most people don't care that you improperly conjugated the verb to stink or care that you ate robster and salmon for dinner last night. Generally, English speakers are looking for quality conversation and unique insights into foreign cultures. Stop wasting your time conjugating verbs and get some real English conversation experience with native English conversation teachers. This can be accomplished through Dr. English. It is an all-in-one online English learning platform. The qualified native speakers can help you start or continue your journey to English fluency today. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class or visit their website at www.drenglish.com. Open your doors to endless opportunities. Dr. English. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Welcome to another episode of This Korean Life, number 52, Sashin Moodley. Hi, guys. Good? Yeah. Moodley? I don't know. It's Moodley. 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 Very nice to meet you. Dude, do you see the picture I got here? I know. That's Can a you, very uh, nice picture. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it, man. It's right, uh, right in the backyard. I've, I've, I think everyone's made some uh, some good memories here. Yeah. Can you give us a little background uh, or shed some light on this picture, I guess? Okay, so right. this is Kara uh, and Lara, my two best friends here, yeah. sisters. Um, and we wanted to go bike riding, but yeah. we didn't want to exercise, so we rented <laughs> car bikes. <laughs> I rode for about an hour. I burned like eight calories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but those are those are do the cacao bikes are a duo. You can pedal and fucking. When you pedal, rim. it just goes faster. the The electric part kicks in more. Like the pedal is essentially <laughs> oh, the really? accelerating thing. Oh no yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we, it was just a Sunday. It was very out of the blue. We just decided, let's go out. Let's ride bikes. Mm. Uh, felt a little bit child-free. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up at Munso Stadium. We took some pics. And then we got barbecue. And yeah. Dude, right. I saw you learning how to ride one of those e-scooters or practicing. Oh, my God. You in know the, what? In the middle of the night, you were probably bombed. And you and the other dude who were there and, and the girls, I mean... I thought somebody almost got hit by a car at one point. I was like, maybe no. you guys should practice on the side of the road and not in the middle of the road. The thing to put your legs is so small over there. Have you seen how big my green, feet the are? The lime scooters? Yeah, the lime scooters. Yeah, I have very big feet. It's hard. Now, I'm sharing with another person. Fair enough, he's short and smaller than me. But it's... Uh, and then he's swerving and going forward left and right. I, I got Is that a Darryunjan or... Huh? <laughs> was that a Darryunjan? Like the, the guy you pay to drive your shit? No, that, that was uh, Kara's boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Ah, interesting. But that was fun. That was a good night. 
the guy uh, guy I work out with, his son, um, he went down from here. You know, Bulgogi Danji. It's it's about ten minutes from here. Yeah. But uh, his son <clears throat> came back to visit him, and uh, I think his son's maybe mid twenties, and his son wanted to meet his friend over in Bulgogi Danji because it has good bulgogi and it's like a chunan cheaper per serving. Mm. So <laughs> they got drunk and they're driving the scooters home. The son fell down, smashed his front teeth out, <laughs> cut all his face. So he saved he saved like five dollars on bulgogi, but he's got to pay a million in a million in uh, in dental. Yeah, you got a story to tell now. Well, listen, I was <laughs> yeah, just no to just a couple a, qu- a couple quick ones on the the freedom kind of stuff here. And I just when I see those, I think now of the the helmet laws that have come in, you have to wear a helmet and the Apaka ones put helmets on the scooters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't know if that's... The orange ones? Are, yeah. yeah, I mean, that yeah, would have been a major ones. lice concern when I was a kid. I don't know what they are now, but anyways, <laughs> I was talking to dad last week and he's telling me how in Canada there's just more and more and more laws and rules. And I said, that's how Jeffy always calls it the communist Canada. There's just, there's a rule for everything now. And I said, that's kind of what I like living in Korea. There's not many rule it doesn't seem like there's many rules it's not the wild west like when i got here but 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 we were sitting out on the patio in oakdong the other day kai and i having a beer and this young kid and it was probably around 11 30 12 (laughs) and this kid was on one of these e-scooters or what is it called e-scooter whatever they're called electric scooter he was riding one of those and a police pulled up Woo! and i was like no keep going dude what do you don't and he stopped and i was like what are you doing? <laughs> the cops aren't going to chase you with their car. Keep going. And he stopped and he was like, sorry. And we were like, just go. What are you doing? I thought, just run then. Say you weren't even on the scooter. Just run. And then I thought, Drive it in the but they will park. probably take the scooter and you got to get your ID or something. Oh, right? shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need, so you they can probably take the scooter. Uh, well. They can probably take the scooter and say, who was this guy? Yeah. Oh, Sasha Okay, fine. But why, why would he have stopped? Just keep going. Yeah, so, so hold on. He pulled it. They stopped this guy right in front of the army base around there. The guy stopped, and the cops got out and talked to him. I don't know if he got a ticket or not, but he left the scooter there, and he walked. He, it was, he started walking the rest. But while they had him, a delivery, chicken delivery guy did about a two figure eights in the middle of the intersection on red lights, and the cops <laughs> didn't even shit. bat an eye. No helmet on the delivery guy, driving like a lunatic, yeah. and the cops didn't do a thing, but they got this middle school guy on the e-scooter. Jeez. Anyways. No, yeah. hope, no hope for Donnie Doncast trying to deliver his, <laughs> his meal at midnight. And you know those guys would never stop for anything. No. Okay, let's get into this. South Africa. Mm. What the hell's going on, man? Hey, this week's been rough. Huh? Uh, so, for, for, for me it was bad because um, uh, my ho- hometown got hit very badly. Your hometown of Durban? Uh, to, uh, in Durban, there's, oh. a, there's a town there called Tongat. Yeah. Uh, I woke up Monday morning and this had all happened uh, like in like uh, it started Sunday, Sunday night mm. um, and they're seven hours ahead. So it started after I went to sleep. So I woke up and I see all these videos on my WhatsApp and I'm thinking to myself, these places look so for this can't this can't be like, you know, like my our main town, street yeah. and stuff like that. And then I realized it was everything is burnt. Wild. to the ground uh looted uh they've stolen a whole lot of stuff so what happened was they the, the reason what they're saying is our ex-president jacob zuma he was sentenced to to 15 months uh um prison so he, which is nothing which is nothing considering what he's done yeah. you know uh it's a sabbatical yeah. if you, exactly. could, you could call it that yeah so 
So when when he went into custody, uh, they 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 started looting. They said that's the reason why. But like you know, as the days went by, it seems like it's it's much more sinister and much more uh, uh, deeper than that. It was a whole. This whole thing was orchestrated between him and another political party, the EFF. Look, I don't know how. Sh- this is just what's being Go passed on, around yeah. at, at the moment. I don't know was, how accurate, or how true all of it is. Was this a long time coming, or was this kind? Of, and and this was just kind of the tipping point, or? It's funny you say that because, even though I was surprised after it happened, like and and. I, Yes, I, I do think it was coming for a while. Like it, South Africa was heading towards some sort of climax, yeah. with all the corruption and uh, the economic disparity and some and stuff like that. Yeah. It was always heading towards some kind of huge, like catastrophe. Like if something happens in America, it's it's not. It didn't just happen yesterday. It's it's a result of but months the Black or years. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm kind of getting to. It it just there's a tipping point. Yeah. And, and it happened to be George Floyd, but. There, there's a point. It's it's been building up. It can only last for so long. So I was just wondering, like, I guess South Africa is not in the news that much, um, or the global news. Everyone thinks of it as a tourist place. The last two or three South Africans we had on, definitely probably didn't paint it as the safest tourist place, but still a beautiful country. But yeah, yeah I just wondered if this is stuff that's been kind of going on and building up for a while. Or? We we had seen some seen some flashes of it maybe through your Facebook or whatnot but what really hit it home probably for us was on the expat dad site one dad was saying he in his neighborhood he's him and his neighbors have blockaded the road into their like it sounds almost like a crescent and they take turns guarding with with their own weapons like dude where's yeah where's the police my dad and my brother are doing that that's uh, oh, dude. That's that, that, so that's crazy. what's going on. Like they they have stations throughout the uh, all of the uh, entry points of the neighborhood, and from 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 the beginning of the night till the early hours of the morning, they take they have to take shifts. Oh, that's so. Like crazy. I'll show you, I'll I'll show you pictures when we're done. Like yeah. with with everybody meeting and stuff like that. My my, my brother was telling me my oldest brother he's in Johannesburg, yeah. not in the same city. Luckily, my middle brother is at home. At the moment, yeah, when yeah. all just thank God for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, he was telling me, he was talking to my dad, and my dad said, "You know what? Um, I took my gun out from the safe. I cocked it. Um, if anybody enters the house, I'll fire one warning shot, and then I'm shooting on sight." Yeah. And he and my and my brother was like, "You know, for my dad to be retired and have to to say something like that, it's so like messed up. Yeah. I mean, is it not enough that he's already lived through apartheid? Yeah. You know? Because yeah. it people look at like our like they see my pictures and stuff that I put up and stuff and it looks from the outside like it was a very easy life for like my parents and like but they they worked very hard for for what they had facebook can, can yeah can do that make everything look prettier than uh, my yeah. my father was what 25 when he got married my mother was was 21 yeah. and they lived with his parents first initially but uh, he bought a, a, a plot of land mm. And um, my brothers were conceived very early on, a year apart from each other. Mm. And my father went to college at night after work, got, and this is 45 kilometers away from, from where we live. Jeez, he got right. his degree, and, and my mother was also working. Yeah. Uh, she was walking to work. A young hustle, man. And um, they worked hard over many years for mm. everything that they had. Yeah. And you Nothing know, to see, you see this happen after that. Like, yeah. So, Zoom has been out of power for a few years? Yeah. Since 2018, what, who yeah. who are the who are the perpetrators in this situation? Does he still have a huge following, or who who are these guys that decided they're gonna 
take it to the streets. So there's a lot. Azuma has a very very big following. It's like kind of like brainwashing and stuff like that. He has some kind of hold over all of the Zulu people in South Africa. Most of them are Zulu people, and um, I think what it is is they are all in desperate need of something, and he's able to take advantage of that and promise promise them that. You know, you'll be able to give them these things. These are also not educated people. A lot of them. Are, I mean, if you look at that behavior, it's it's not coming from an educated yeah. place. Reactive. You know? And these are these are people that are essentially, uh, you know, they're born of the aftermath of apartheid. Their mm. si- entire situation is because of uh, apartheid. Mm. That like I don't know if you guys know about the segregation act. It's where they basically said, okay, you guys have to. This race has to live here. This race has to live here. Okay, we yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. So because of that, now I mean, just because apartheid is over, what are they? Are you now going to suddenly disperse them into? No, it doesn't work like that. They're right. still living in those places. Yeah. They still have huge risk factors that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. So was the looting right? No, but there is a certain. You can understand how they were able. To, you know. Mm. How they got there? Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if talk about um, you know if education's a, a factor playing into it, even with education, if you look at East and West Germany, I think those pretty well educated places, even after the after the Berlin Wall came yeah. down, there's still a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mending to be done before the people fully uh, fully integrating it. But this now, this now has led to major food shortages. Yeah. Towns and cities, main centers being burned down. What, what's the what do, you, what do you think what where are we going with it where's what direction is it going to take so right now like it's everybody's getting a lot of zimbabwe vibes you know? <laughs> then it's, it's it's scary it is scary because you know like uh there's a lot this is not the first thing that's happened yeah. that you know there's a lot of other things yeah. similarities that happened there that and you must know there are a lot of zimbabweans in our country and they've said even like you know it started with the load shedding, like the the power getting cut and stuff like that. Like those, those that's how we knew, mm. you know. Um, but where it's going, look. The one thing I'll say is, through all of this, the entire country has come together in a way that that, like I get goosebumps thinking mm. about it. But they all went out together, people from different races, different classes, mm. with brooms, sweeping, cleaning, trying to get the community yeah. back together. Is it going to be difficult? Yes, but I mean, if we have that kind of unity, I, th- I think I think that there is still a lot of hope for us. We are we still have a very good chance, and also it's a rich resource country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, infrastructure is there; it just needs to be managed properly. Policy needs to be implemented properly. Yeah. We have the best constitution in the world, but the implementation of it is poor. Mm. How uh, how do you feel being here during this? politically charged overall scary time is there like uh you know if your family's in danger do you feel like a sense of relief that you're oh i'm safe or is there kind of a sense of guilt like i should be at home and and can i just add on to that one not just from this but the corona situation also because it's also very serious right yeah compared compared to (laughs) compared to here look it's um it's always a little bit bittersweet it's funny that you say that because like i always tell people who ask ask me like you know like you know, you miss out on a lot of a lot of stuff. It's harder missing out on the bad stuff. It's harder not yeah. being here. I mean, uh, being away when there's bad stuff happening, mm. especially when people are dying and stuff. Like, there's a sense of closure you'll never get. Mm. But with Corona, I won't lie. I felt relieved that I was here enough. Mm. <laughs> it's it's different. It's different because like we never really had like lockdowns the way they did. Like yeah. we never had yeah. those kinds of restrictions. Right. But with um, this stuff here, like with the looting and the, 
I don't know when when it, when it's actual not actual danger but more severe danger, you want to be there. Yeah. You want you want to be there with, with with you know your loved ones and stuff like that. You you feel helpless. You mentioned that your dad you know now retired and now he's got to take his gun out of the safe. After Gareth's stories, I, I would have thought everyone's gun was beside their bed and not in a safe. Um, that that house uh, robberies and and attacks and stuff are quite frequent, um, and that that wouldn't be such a unique situation where he'd have to take his gun out of a safe. Um, can you speak a little bit to how you felt growing up, the safety, the danger, that part of it? My family has been victim to a fair amount of crimes, a lot of, a lot of crime. Like we've been burgled, our home has been burgled about three times. My brother was hijacked. Um, his hijacking was bad. They they held him like execution point even, and they, it was bad, very bad. Um, my father was hijacked. Um, I was robbed three times just walking from my grandmother's house to my house. You remember, I, I I grew up in, I grew up in a small Indian town that was just built to house Indians. It's mm. not it's not a great place, you know, mm. um, and 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 very close to that are, are very rural. Well, actually, within that town, there's rural settlements, there's and the, and the, there's there's middle class settlements, yeah. and like that's what what it's like, you know. So um, you get used to it. If anything, coming to Korea was a novelty for me because <laughs> uh, I wasn't used to that. Like this whole thing of being able to walk at night with your phone in your hand was and and, and your headphones in your ears even like that that was that was <laughs> wow, something man. that took. I think that took the longest for me to get used to. Like, I really enjoyed that the most yeah. when I came here. That was the biggest thing for Always me. Always looking over your shoulder. You're, uh, in, the, in the early days, you're like, oh, oh wait. No, when I go back man. home, it's a problem for me. You know? Like, my brother's always like, you can't leave your phone over there. I'm like, oh, I forgot. You know? like, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, it, like, adjusting will be difficult when I go back home. Yeah. It's, funny to, uh, it's funny to think about, like, the stereotype with, like, the, the hard guys back home, like, the strong guys. Like, dude, we grew up in such a, such a soft town. Like, yeah. you might... If you go to the bar at night looking for a fight, you might find one. But like walking home, dude, no one's gonna rob you or like hold you at gunpoint or steal your car. Oh, very. You're not very, from Winnipeg, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll speak I, exclusively to my hometown. There's no, the the hard guys are like, yeah, I don't know. We don't deal with shit like we, that. We 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 didn't think about it lots when we were young, but but now looking back, we probably put ourselves in a lot of stupid positions where <laughs> we would have been. So th- there's there's a lot of gangs downtown, but and sorry. Yeah, yeah, from what uh, what Gareth uh, was saying and Connette that it almost seems your situation uh, with your your dad, your brothers, and yourself, you might actually seem pretty fortunate that it was only a a burglary and stealing your wallet and and uh, and jacking the cars. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that's always like what, what my parents and stuff would say. At least they didn't harm us. Yeah. At least they didn't do anything to us. That was always the main thing. Yeah. You know, we find wild. But it's too much stuff to like make permanent changes to you, dude. Like the way you think about the community and you just get used to it. Like it's it really just becomes you become so desensitized to it. It's just something that you learn to live with. But and then it's maybe there's too maybe there's a detachment from from things, from your things like you. I don't know. Maybe we value our, our shit too much. Like if someone came in and stole your TV, you'd be like, "Fuck my TV, fuck!" And then you people no. at home would talk about it for years. 
maybe in South Africa they take it and like yeah it's only it's, it's a feeling you, you it's not like that you actually do feel really hot so you must remember yeah. these people are stealing from you and you are working hard to get to get it yeah, yeah, yeah. like for my parents as well like yeah. I think that the, the one of the first burglaries we had they they broke in and they they took everything in minutes and they destroyed as well like one it was a feeling of violation of just having a stranger go through all of your things but the other th- for, I know for my mother especially like she just felt really hot so these were things that she worked hard over years yeah. to get like my, it's like my, disappointing man yeah, my oh, parents man. have nice things but they save yeah, yeah. they save over a period of time and then they'll buy it. They, they're very good with money because because smart people yeah <laughs> they, they like, say, like I still don't know how they did it like with my, my parents salaries how they raised three kids and like put us through school and everything like yeah. that I, won- I wonder the same thing I don't know how they did it I don't know they stole the neighbor shit. <laughs> my pa- my parents have five kids, and you'd wake up on Christmas morning, and there, maybe it, maybe it's just because when you're young it looks bigger, but there was so much stuff in around that tree, and I think how could they hide it? Like we were five crazy kids, and we would search the house high and low everywhere, and we would <laughs> we would sleep by our doors with the door open after we'd go to bed, even at like twelve years old. I don't mean like five or six, like ten or twelve years old. <laughs> and you couldn't convince me that it, there wasn't a Santa because how the hell did all this shit get in my house every Christmas? Yeah. And my like, if they were moving all this stuff in like a moving truck, you would hear it. <laughs> yeah. And we would all f- we would we would all be by our doors, you know, cracked open, and we're gonna catch Santa this time. And I don't know how the hell they ever did it, man. Wow. And and five kids searching every cubby and under under in the neighbors' houses. We go everywhere, mm. could never find presents. But on Christmas morning. It was full. Amazon. And same with the salaries and stuff. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they ever did it. Yeah, that's wild. But even too, man, when someone someone comes in your in your house, I've thought I got my apartment's on the first floor, and sometimes I wonder about leaving the door open at night. I'm like, shit, man, what if some idiot jumped, just decided to, like, climb in through my window? Or we, we've, I mean, Marky, Eric, but we had a couple of buddies who Jeez. people... Have you heard Marky's story? No. Oh, fuck. Someone, <laughs> dude, he, he passed out one day and someone jumped in, like took his wallet out of his pocket, stole his money and left while Who's he was Marky? sleeping. Him and Lisa, Mark, Mark and Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ma- uh, Marky, I didn't, when you said Marky, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. yeah, okay, 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 okay. Him and his wife were sleeping and the guy took the money out of their bedside table. <laughs> Maybe a couple of pairs of Lisa's underwear. <laughs> but they woke up. They woke up and their shit was gone and they were they slept right through it and the guy was right beside him. Oh man! But I, I mean that that that's worrisome, man. To know that someone yeah, because why wouldn't it happen even again? Wants right? to even wants to just go yeah. inside uh, go inside your house. I I, st- I don't know why, but we played that one baseball tournament. I don't know where the bat came from, but there's a Louisville Slugger and a couple hockey sticks by the front door there. I don't know. If, I, I don't imagine I ever have to use them, but they're there just for being there. I got my extension. <laughs> extension rod but I, and I wonder the what's the law in South Africa if someone breaks in your house are you allowed to shoot them like Texas style or uh, you have to fire a warning shot first and then <laughs> oh, bang bang this is an Africa thing right the warning shots yeah fuck I, I think I've told it on yeah, here before maybe when two guys are scuffling or whatever I was in a in a tiny town in Ghana and, and guys start fighting or whatever and the police are like Gentlemen, boys, don't fuck around. <laughs> and he just goes, bah, bah, bah. And then nobody even flinches. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell's going on? Yeah, even if I don't see him, I would run out and go, who the hell's shooting people? And he's like, Madingo, relax. Warning shots. Warning shots. Like, 
the hell you need warning shots for? Just talk to the guy. <laughs> warning shots, warning shots. But yeah, I, I heard warning shots regularly. Because <laughs> we, we've had, or you've heard the. Uh... Can you imagine the state's warning shots? Yeah, no. It'd be one in the seal, so, one so in the guys. <laughs> warning shots coming. Yeah. Wait, wait, you in Uganda? What, what were in you Ghana, doing? In Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. In Ghana? What were you doing in Ghana? I was working with an organization called Right to Play. I was in a refugee Wait. camp. Really? On the Ivorian border, yeah. Okay. I was there for a year, and then I went backpacking all over West Africa. Hey, you must have seen some stuff. Yeah. We've yeah. talked about this at the bar a few times. but You know what? That's, I think you're a you couple, you know, couple drinks often, under the wheel. Everybody knows. This is why I don't remember anyone's name. When you see me out, which is now much more rare than it used to be, like I yeah, I just go, I have a good time. and I'm sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I've had to we had some guys. great chats about it. West Africa. I'm so sorry. Anyways, yeah, I I, I heard. Did he tell you the diamond stories? I, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I heard warning shots all over all over West Africa, and I still never got used to it. You know, walking up to any random place with the guys, with they, and I'm like, you couldn't hit an elephant if it was right in front of you. They've never shot them before. Most of the guys, they got these guns. They've never shot them. And it's intimidating. Like, if you had to shoot somebody, could you? Do you think you could hit a running target? I don't think most of them could yeah, hit. Yeah, if you guy. pull the trigger and fucking thirty bullets come out, <laughs> you're gonna hit someone. You're but hit but someone. the guy, like you know, no cruiser, no one, just like like street patrol police guys in the town or whatever. And if they didn't want to argue or fight with anyone, they just fire a <laughs> warning shots. Like, hey, you're too noisy. <laughs> but so so casual. Uh, what's the silver lining for the current situation? Just uh, I pe- think the people unity, are coming. The unity, yeah. yeah the and also, coming, you know, um, it's something has to happen now as well. I mean, like politically as well, with, with say, governance well, and stuff. Where does as it well. leave the Zulu people? I mean, they're not any better off. Why yeah. wouldn't it happen again or more? Um, pe- pe- uh, the 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 people upstairs need need to need to answer now, and and they need to put things into place to make sure something like this never happens again. I mean, there's severe systemic problems in our country, and they need to be dealt with. They can't be reactive with, with it anymore. They need to have a proper solution. And again, it comes down to implementation, strong foundation. Yeah. We don't have that. Like, apartheid was over, and I think there were a lot of like uh, policies in mind that that they came into play. Uh, with with uh, the, It was good thinking behind it, but again, the implementation was so poor. There's yeah. severe issues right now. There's lack of skilled workers. Um, there's not enough jobs. St- all, all of that, it, they, they need to figure out some. And I, I know, I know, like everybody says this, like in theory, it's like, yeah, yeah, you need to sort this out. You need to sort that, mm. but how? Sometimes um, it's time, man. Eh, I, I think it takes. it's not just that, though. There's a problem with corruption in our country. Yeah. Money keeps going missing. I mean, there was like, what, 550 billion rand set aside for, for COVID. Nobody can account for it. Oh, no one can account for it. Where's it gone? That, you know? that, that, that sends a message to the people that, you know, if the people, if the the big wigs are are stealing money, why not me? You know what I yeah. mean. If they're helping themselves, why not? Why and not then me? every time this happens, like the the uh, m- middle class to 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 upper like yeah. whatever, our tax just goes up more and more and more. And then oh. again, they get the, this money, and then what do they do with it? They pocket it. There's so much of money that should have been invested into the country and the country's infrastructure yeah. that has just been it's a, you know it's it's corruption. It's like this uh, decay that just... But it's everywhere. I, I, I'm not saying to that extent, but but it's everywhere. The Canadian guys, I mean, these guys going to the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos and stuff and, and going on these business meetings and all in the middle of Corona. There, it, there's, there's all this stuff is going on all over the place. Not to that extent, probably, but... 
how do you feel when you living here and seeing how the system works here? I mean, we shit on Korea sometimes, and, and there's some stuff that bothers us here, but, but there's just as much or more that bothers people at home. And, you know, it's not always the grass is always greener, but one thing that really, not awoke me, but made me aware was the Park Geun-hye situation. Like, we've seen scandalous presidents all the way through. I mean, Noh Myun's dead, Lee Myung-bak's in jail, Park Geun-hye's in jail. <laughs> like, Korea doesn't have a great track record of, of honest presidents. Mm. But I think for the most part, they've been held accountable. Yes. And what, how did, like, for, for me in Canada and, and in, I think in the States, like, you just do whatever that, like, look at Trump. I mean, and, and there's an, there, it goes forever and ever. In Canada, it's no different. But there's accountability here. And Two of these guys it. are in jail. The other guy would have been if he wasn't, if he didn't commit suicide. How does it feel? What does it feel like looking at the, the system here and how it works? And that if you, if you do this, you're going to jail. There's not riots. There's not all the, but they're that's in jail. What, that's what they've done in South Africa. They've, yeah. they've imprisoned the, the corrupt ex-president. For the first time, yeah, right. So they're in the they're on the right track, no? Yeah, right. But I'm saying I'm saying the reaction here. You had a million people sitting in at Gwangamun Square every weekend for eight months, demanding that she get put in jail. She got impeached. She got put in jail. And I, I think, and and some of the old people, including my mother-in-law, were devastated, and they can't believe this can be true. And didn't her sentence just get upheld recently? Yeah, yeah. So, but I think, dude, we're you're comparing the the pinnacle the, the top of that's, i'm not the, trying the to compare i just mean how does it feel to see it like uh, for me i was like holy shit why can't canada do this to corrupt politicians fuck the habs the I habs lose know. the series they no, but, police but, cars and shit. but that's that yeah. like that's i'm not trying to compare anything yeah. i'm just wow why the hell can't we do this in canada yeah you're you got caught red-handed no. go and sit down do the protest and put the guys in jail there was no uh no cop car burning no windows smashed there was millions of people just playing to you know having live concerts and shit is Can that you imagine is that, that like a wet dream or what, what, what no you know what um for me uh I, one I, I was very surprised that it happened so fast it was mm. like because i came in october i arrived to october 10th and in, in the next i think it was th- within that three months that all of this happened i know like trump was elected <laughs> um, like I remember this very clearly. Trump was elected. This was happening to this lady over here. I just and I remember like they they, they were, I remember the protests and stuff like that. But I remember I was so surprised by the turnaround time of everything. Everything happened so quickly. Mm. But I tell you why it can't happen in South Africa. What? Because everybody is so scared that we could end up in a situation like apartheid again. There's all of these things in place that yes, it does slow down everything, mm. but it protects the country from going back to 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 to, to where it was before. That's why mm. it's a separation of powers and all of this other stuff. Every, every act has to be passed, if, and and it needs to go through these people and that people, and they need to ensure that there's no biasness, there's no corruption. That's why it takes so long. We're gonna get Elon Musk to resurrect Mandela. Yeah, huh? <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way out of this. <laughs> oh, dude, but uh, it's hard, man. Maybe you guys need a, a young, uh, a young leader to that's, lead. Uh, actually, that's that's the main problem right yeah. now. We don't have a good candidate. Like I always think about that episode of South Park where where Stan <laughs> was banished from South Park because he didn't vote because his choice for the school mascot because his choice was a douchebag <laughs> and an ass. Yeah. yeah. To, and, I, you know, I, I really understand that now yeah. more than ever. You know, yeah. I can identify with that. Dude, they... Uh... Isn't that globally, though, like, 
Everywhere we are yeah. facing choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what yeah. Chad and my dad and my dad. One pile of shit too. Is, yeah. Are the only two candidates in all of America Trump and Clinton? There's nobody else? Yeah. But, but unfortunately, wants? it's not that way. It's, it doesn't run that way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. Mm. Does anyone want that kind of power? Yeah. I think lots of people do. Oh, lots God. of people do. What a pain in the ass. But, <laughs> Anything you decide, half of the country is going to hate you. Oh, can you imagine that Trump half wants to go back in? He wants to go back in. Can you can you imagine that he would do four more years? Like, didn't he <laughs> didn't he get enough beating in those four <laughs> years? He really wants four. But it's just a stubbornness, right? Like, I just can't Dude, believe it's it. Got him like you're seventy something. Shouldn't you be golfing and chilling and relaxing? <laughs> I think he likes to be do that? He likes it. He enjoys it. He sure like thrives on it. You know, sure like, he does. All of it. I just think when I'm retired, like I want to golf and ride my bike yeah. and listen to tunes and lay on the beach, but. He does. This guy wants to go on a war zone every day, listening to those reporters just pushing his that buttons. Keeps all the, keeps him young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Is he still banned from Twitter? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't a lifetime ban. Facebook, I think, just banned him for life. Yeah. That's. Uh, uh, we won't get into that, but that, that's weird that they can that they can do that, man. Okay, fitness buff, healthy as an ox. What? Fashion, fashionista. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> the hair is always kept nice and tight. <laughs> okay, so when I got here... When a couple I arrived, of new shades coming in on the beard, but... <laughs> oh, my salt and pepper. I actually yeah. like this. That's, uh, so that's, uh, that's, where does that fit in on the... On the... This, this is from teaching. No, <laughs> I, I, I mean the fashion and style part of it. Is that is that in now, the salt and pepper, or what? Yeah, I, I think for, for, for me, like, being a gay man, like... Uh, Regardless of what age I'm at, or, 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 or how gray or black my hair is, uh, there, there'll always be a category of gay men that'll be attracted to me. I'm just lucky that way. <laughs> you know, because of the salt and pepper. For every age group of mine, there's gonna be a category on Pornhub that you know. <laughs> salt and so, pepper. Yeah, there is actually. I'm sure there is. There must be. Actually, no. This is a otter, right now. That's that's what you would call me. I'm an otter. An otter. Otter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if it was bigger, you could say bear, but no, I, I'm an otter. I'm a little bit lean. I got the, the hairiness and stuff. It's, it's an otter. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny you say Pornhub. That one of the first times I think I was introduced to you, I walked out of Sticky Fingers bathroom, and this guy's like, "No, no, you don't need a VPN." And he showed me. <laughs> that was that was X hamster. And he yes, tell me you you no, showed no. And I was like, dude, I don't know what you're using, but. Dude, you, you got that Korean guy living outside your window there that oh, can't go there. <laughs> can't. I'm like, dude, what are you doing outside my window, man? The, the internet police. Uh, whenever fun. they whenever they put those restrictions in, I'm like, guys, what the hell's going on? I got the Korean police sign up on my screen now. Are they sitting outside my house or what? You know, I figured out what that's for. Well, why do they do that? Do you know? I don't it, know. It's what I didn't understand it either. But it's probably just one extra step to prevent kids from being able to access it so easily. Oh, come All on. my kids use a VPN. <laughs> you know, I took one of my kids' phones and he thought he was un- he thought he was locked. Yeah. And then I just went onto photos and he had a screenshot of his browser and I saw the VPN was on already. Yeah. And there were only two sites, just two websites that were frequently most visited. It was RedTube and Pornhub. <laughs> so then I went to his browser and it was the same thing. So it was a screenshot of his actual yeah. browser. So I said, Dan, what's this? And he just, he goes really red. He gets up. Your face walks, is red too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he walks to the door and he just sits down like this. Like, Teacher, I jerk <sighs> off. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, uh, do, do you remember the articles that used to come out saying that these Save the World pastors were oh, sitting up all night, like 24 hours a day, 
banning porn sites in Korea <laughs> to save for porn sites, to yeah. save the world. And they're like, hold on, these are vo- all volunteer men from the church that are staying up all night. Honey, to go back to bed. I'm am <laughs> saving the world again. <laughs> oh <laughs> come on! They did this in India once. They banned porn sites for one day, and, <laughs> and then they released the whole list publicly. Here are all the porn sites we have banned. And next day they just lifted the ban, and now everyone has all the sites they want oh to go. <laughs> uh-huh. What was the what point of that? They tried something, and then there was a big flash, I guess. Yeah. I just can't believe Korea tried to sell to the public that the pastors were saving Korea by banning sites at three in the morning. But man, I think, it, <laughs> dude, it, it probably is. I can't believe that though. A VPN's a good way around it, but I think it is a good thing to have in place so kids even don't happen across some by, some by weird shit that, yeah. that pops up on like, there like remember hotmail yeah if you spelt that wrong oh I, I, <laughs> geez, they're learning uh what's a, not a homonym what is that called Synonym. Synonym. no 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 Ho- homophone homophone same no. i don't know actually. same uh same word different spelling but, but there's imagine, nobody huh? none of those kids are old enough to have hotmail so that's good yeah I, there's no excuse now. Hotmail.com. <laughs> Gmail. Gmail. <laughs> Tell us a little about your, your... Well, let's start with Jupiter Thunder. What is that? Okay, so I was a big Sailor Moon fan back in the day. And uh, you guys know Sailor Moon? She is the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Sailor, Sailor Jupiter, what, the power was uh, Jupiter Thunder. Okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> no, Sailor Moon wasn't a thing in South Africa. Um, I just like stumbled upon it. Like I went through like an anime phase and um, I just really like, I like the words to Jupiter Thunder. And uh, it, initially it was my, my gaming alias that oh, I okay, okay. used. And I just, stu- ah. I stuck with it. I was, like maybe 20 years. Yeah, old, yeah. This, 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 this I think there was a South stuff. African Ah, I want to say it's South African. That was here. That was totally into Sailor Moon and had full Sailor Moon tattoos. A guy that was here. What is it? The teacher, Murray Gray. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. This is this is before. This is years ago. I remember Al introduced. I would get a Sailor Moon tattoo. Actually, I would. I think this guy had like full, like uh, like almost like full back done in uh, in Sailor Moon. What other, (laughs) what other anime movies are you into? Um, you know, you like the Japanese. I do. Yeah. I used to actually. Yeah. I, I I can't do it anymore. It's just it's, it's sometimes it's a little bit too cute. Sometimes a bit too repetitive. But recently, the American anime stuff that's coming, like the Castlevania, ah, Dota, yeah. Blood of Zeus, those are all really really good. Yeah. I'm still in the Ghibli phase. Ghibli. I can't even Ghibli. do that anymore. Like the classics are good, but like all of these new ones and stuff, it's just it's too. I, the st- like if you look at the stories now in comparison to like you know Spirited Away or yeah, Princess yeah. Mononoke, it's not as good. It's it's so cute. No, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. I mean, it's great for kids, mm. but I enjoyed. The, I mean, those. I think those are the only ones I've seen. Yeah. Princess Mononoke, the How uh, Spirited Away, How's yeah. Moving Castle. But it's just it's such a different. You're almost like transported to a different world, and if you just kind of give up reality for a minute, you can go that's on. Why, on that's why. That's why I've never gotten into it. I, <laughs> Nate stops at the get, porn hub anime. Out, hard yeah. to get me out of reality. <laughs> yeah. Except when you're... <laughs> no, but there are documentaries about the their making process. Mm. And once you see that team generating this Ghibli yeah, yeah. movies, mm. then you have a new appreciation for those animations and how they make the sounds. Yeah. That guy works really hard. Mm. My, uh, my Neighbor Totoro is deadly. Yeah. I, I've watched it probably ten times, man. It's a really... I like the... 
I don't know. The, the setup for the movie, everything, the spirited away too. There's oh, I really enjoy the characters, the the dialogue, everything. It's good stuff. But I gotta check out the new American uh, American shit. Sounds good. Hey, it's really good. It's really really. It's like tw- I like it. It's short. It's twenty minutes, eight mm. episodes. Did you ever get into? Uh, I got some students who are big into. Fuck, what is it? It's like a pirate. One Piece. One Piece. No, I can't. So those those long ones, uh, the Na- Naruto. I used to do Naruto and Bleach, but it's a soap opera. Yeah, that's what it is. Hey, I mean, like, like five hundred episodes. episodes yeah. Yeah. yeah, Days of Our Lives is, is can compete with them. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, hey, you know, you know, Days of Our Lives. Yeah, uh, Days of Our Lives, cool and beautiful. That was our uh, <laughs> our dinner. When we, that's what we used to. Our mother really? used to watch. So when yeah, my mother was my cooking, mom used to watch. was Days of Our Lives, and then when we were eating supper, these are the days. It was bold and beautiful. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Wow. But they're, yeah, they're a thousand episodes deep, and I thought about getting into them. Don't but do it, No, it's not, <laughs> uh, is it a waste of time? You need to ask yourself, like, how many years you have left to live, <laughs> and yeah. how many of those years you want to sacrifice for one piece. But isn't there, can't, it, at, at points in your life, don't you look back, uh, I mean, there's a, a part of my life that has, like, a, that's that was dedicated to The Simpsons, or maybe there's even small pieces where... Um, where you remember a time in your life that's really associated with a movie. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. With... Uh, Dazed and confused. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking high school and you. Um, uh, Lost. You remember the, the TV show Lost? Yeah. When I hear about that or when I see it or if I see something pop up, I remember those long summer days of like 2011 hanging out in my one room. Like, I have good memories associated with that. Right. Because I watched, you know, I watched it. And I was wondering if I can kind of carve out a new section of of life or have you know for one piece or something where i could be but if you do back. one piece that will be the remainder of your life yeah <laughs> you won't be able to separate anything you experience from the time you start from one that. piece to anything else it'll be every day the good a thousand and bad. yeah a thousand deep fuck i downloaded i downloaded the uh, animaniacs you, you know that hey you know yeah. I watched it when I was a kid and I didn't get any of it. And my friend Jared came uh, uh, to Ulsan for my birthday and he put on the new the new series. And um, there's a new Animaniacs. Yeah, it is. It's I I couldn't believe how funny it was. Oh, dude! And there's I, so like, many good references, and you're like, oh shit! I never would have got that as a kid. It's Don't it's, it's not for. I, I didn't realize it. it's actually not. It's not for kids. It's so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 on Hulu if if you are um, uh, subscription. But, yeah. yeah, it's 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 yeah. I really liked it. But I, do you? realize like what i what i don't watch movies in general but having kids now i have seen a few kids movies mm-hmm. but do you realize how many kids movies are kind of like adult movies like there's so much of that hidden stuff in there like oh they just yeah. the, the, it, it's a lot of like just life theme or life theme using kids <clears throat> animations it one of the but i mean the kids can never get yeah can never get this stuff and i'm like Hold on, that joke was for me. It's not yeah, for my yeah. girls. What the hell, dude? You know you're old when the tunes, and there's the tunes on the movies. You're like, I fucking love that tune. <laughs> Kids have no idea what it is. I remember that Scrooge movie or Scrooge or something, and I was like, What the hell? Half this movie's made for me. But what, I thought a good for, example. I thought it's for my kids. Have you seen the B movie? The what? The B movie. The one with the bees. Don't think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, I did yeah, see Jerry, that. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. He uh, Seinfeld <laughs> does the voice, but. It's just about a bee who kind of doesn't fit the bee lifestyle. And he's like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And it's kind of, he's sorting out his life, but it's something that a 30-year-old could, yeah. could identify with, right? Pixar does it really well, though. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Shrek. 
Shrek has a lot of adult humor. Yeah. 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 I never. Adult humor. Dude, I like I've, I've seen Shrek in, in bits and pieces. And the only thing, honestly, I remember is donkey. Because it sounds like <laughs> asshole in, in Korean. Um, and when he blows, I think it was Shrek 3, he blows his ears. His, his ears yeah. are horns. He goes. The, he, the, the guy, the, the villain from Shrek 1, his name is Lord Farquaad. <laughs> Lord Fuckward? Fuckward. But Fuckward, I mean, yeah, you, Fuckward. <laughs> that, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, uh, no, they do, they do those, uh, they do those both. Back to the gym. <laughs> what, uh, oh, okay. Uh, what's well, the inspiration? What's the goal? What's the routine? So, where did you what's, start? what's it like in Korea? Okay, so I, I never worked out back home. I never did any sports or anything. When I came here, I just hit 30 and my metabolism started catching up with me and I was drinking heavily. Mm. So I got fat very quickly. I, you know, I, I was single. I didn't like the way I looked. Um, I didn't feel good about myself. So I, I, had, um, I was following this guy on Instagram and he d- did online training, a South African dude. And I said, you know what? I just need a little bit of guidance here and I should be able to do it. Yeah. I have access. The gym's close to my house. So I did it two months, lost all the weight, and then ever since then it's just been uh, uh, trying to, to put on the uh, put on more muscle. But to um, fill up a t-shirt, fill up a t-shirt. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, you know, ultimately, I mean, I didn't do it for health reasons. Uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. it's nice. It's nice. You know, when but it you, does. I think it does play. Well, you're not. You're not retired yet. So yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, mock, gotta, I'm, I'm mocking you myself. Keep, as you well. Keep, <laughs> I'm, you well, I was. I was actually. You know. I got a lot more attention on uh, social after I started working out, and uh, that's actually how I met my boyfriend. It's been going really, really well. I've been single for eight years, and I'm actually moving back home in October. We haven't met yet. A, <laughs> oh, this is your, your boyfriend. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Huh? I just like how you throw that in halfway no, through. No, you like... know, honestly, I have like a bunch of random friends on Facebook. I think he added me. I know I didn't. No, he added me. Okay. Mm. And then um, we just, you yeah, know, like, it, who's, it, who's Sailor Jupiter? I think there's <laughs> something going on here. <laughs> but he, uh, what you call, we, we've been talking every day at the exact same time for, what, four months now? It's, it's you know, we passed the whole phase of, like, um, infatuation or whatever. We went through a bit of a lull, came out of it. And uh, whatever we're feeling now for each other is pretty genuine. Um, he's a good, he's a good person as well. And, um Look, I haven't, I haven't, I've been alone for a really long time, so I know what it sounds like when I say I met someone online. We haven't met yet, and we're no, going no, to meet, dude, you know. But it is, um, it is. yeah, cool. so I think our last ten guests have met their significant other online. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so it's well, not just. And there's no, yo, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Marie, anyways. <laughs> but isn't that the the modern way to do it? Isn't that uh, isn't that doesn't technology just facilitate the what bars and whatever no, you, once did? No, but by now though, we would have probably met. Like it's been. But you know, if anything, it's a, I actually think it's been better for us. We've been forced to take things really slow. Mm. Uh, so, like, th- we have to do this whole thing. We all we do is really just talk yeah, yeah, yeah. twice a day, ever since we've met. And uh, I think, you know, it, it, once we get through this, it'll help us like with longevity for the future. Like, yeah. uh, being able to make it through the six months of of not seeing each other, not not even meeting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's 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 a really strong obstacle to to begin with, but also a really good foundation builder. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Cool, man. So, uh, you gotta keep working out then, or no? No, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep working out. I, I'm gonna keep. What, working. If, what if you, you're not looking for any extra attention? You said he anyone? was. Maybe, nah, maybe he's I'm, into the seals. If you go home and you're a bear, then he's. You never. Uh, is that what you said? You're a seal. You know, no, you're an otter. We we what we, we passed the physical thing. Oh, okay, okay, right. Okay. It's, it's deeper than that. Okay. <laughs> 
that's funny. Anyway, oh, back to dude, back to the uh, <laughs> to the gym. <laughs> I am yeah, trying to. I'm, I'm interested. What um, when you when you first sign up with a trainer, you give him your goals. Yeah. He, he suggests diet plan, workout plan. What so do, that what that's what, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, well, well, most of them do because now I'm with, I'm with a different one. But there's an app called Trainerize which has all of their workout videos on it and they use it to, to make your, your workout plan. Okay. Um, and then what's nice with the app as well is, like I'll say, you need to do four sets of this. You log it in as you're doing it. It has your rest times as well there mm. as well. And then, yes, they do give you a diet and they update it every month and a half depending on your progress and your stats. Very nice. So, you, you know, with that kind of guidance, you're able to see a lot of results very quickly, even if you aren't 100% disciplined. Because yeah. with my diet... I'm not as disciplined as I used to be, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I still hit my most of my workouts, you know? Yeah. yeah. I make sure I get my 200 grams of protein a day as well. For gym culture in Korea. Oh, you said you didn't work out at home, eh? Yeah, I didn't work. But I, I have an I- idea as to, to... I think with Korea, with Korea it's... Um, if you can speak to the pet peeves or things that you like about the... I can tell you all the things I hate. Oh, dude, do tell uh, me. Are, are, are you part so, of... Are you, are you on the Facebook group uh, Rage Squats and No, I left that because those guys are also just as... There's times, there's times where it's funny and there's times where they're just being dicks. That, oh, I feel uh, the same with the, with the meme. This guy's yeah. got me in this meme thing and <laughs> some of them are so <laughs> spot on. You're like, oh, that's so deadly. But then you get the... You get some people too that are just kind of nasty, and you're like, dude, yeah. that's a that's a dick move. Like they'll see a guy, like a really scrawny guy, like trying to work out. They'll take a picture of him and they'll post it online. Who's fucking too and, 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 and they'll say something. You know, sometimes I just wish I could help people, but they but he said it in like a really like a like a shitty way, you know, because I think his form and stuff is bad. But like if that's so. At least he's there and he's trying. He's doing it. That's you know? it. That's because uh, everybody had to start there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. but you know what I hate is I hate seeing people do. Uh, sh- uh, 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 lateral raises in a squat rack that irritates me um, <laughs> I hate it when there's five people uh, uh, taking turns at a, at a smith machine I like intimidating them as well because like I'm the big tall yeah. partner at the gym so I go and I stand behind them like this I wait like that who, who are these guys you're talking these in anyone that's there and anyone that's that's in my way of my work yeah. <laughs> when you go to a Korean gym it's each man for himself you politeness goes out the window like you know it's even a simple thing like someone will stand in a walkway and start doing an exercise yeah and you know you're carrying like a big um uh, a barbell and you need to go past them and they'll just fucking stand there and I'll think to myself do you want me to walk through you what yeah. what what how do you see this this playing yeah. or, or they'll see you know, dude, that's <laughs> right. it is. Uh, it is, uh, is. Is there any? Is there any of the Korean? I'm older than you, or or how old are you, or does it go by by bicep size, or who who runs the who runs the show? What time? I know Bry owns the gym where he goes, but yeah. <laughs> no, not not. It, it, look, I go at different times, but um, th- it's not really a thing like that. Everybody just goes and they do their own thing. Mm. Um, I just you know I I try and. You'd think that they try to stay out of each other's. They do. They do. In all, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm being a bit of a dick here. They, they are very polite and stuff like that, um, but I get irritated before I have to ask them yeah. uh, because I, you know, you, you know, we make this mistake of assuming there's a thing called common sense, or, but it's, it's, it's not common sense. It's, it's a different culture. It's yeah. a different country. Yeah. Um, and there are times where, like, there was a guy. He was like. He started with the bench press, and then I finished my cardio. I fi- and then I was doing chest that day. I finished all my exercises. Forty-five minutes later, he's still at the bench press machine, and he's he's 
you know, there's only one bench press machine. So yeah. I said, listen, how long are you going to be here for? He's like, I got another four sets. And I'm like, dude, you've been here from this time. Yeah. And the gym's going to close just now. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Next time, please ask me if, if you know, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to use it or whatever. I'm really sorry yeah. about that. There's a, yeah, there's He's a guy doing the too. one hour bench yeah. press super There's a guy too that comes special. early, super early in the morning sometimes. And he'll do, he'll be on the, on the squat rack for fucking 40 minutes. Like, dude. Yeah. People are waiting to use this. Yeah. Can you like give a look around and like you know that's uh that shit's uh that can get definitely annoying. But yeah, again, I think it's a new kind of a new culture here. Maybe they don't know yeah. exactly. Uh, or who who's to know? Maybe maybe we're fucking too rigid at home. Who well, knows? you know, in, in in my experience though, every time I've asked, mm. they've been very polite yeah. and they've been much quicker on the machines, or they back off, or we alternate or yeah. whatever. So no doubt, yeah. No doubt. So, what's the what's the the ultimate goal of uh, of your of your workout there? I you want to just maintain your, your I think full T shirt. I think yeah, it's the same for <laughs> for everybody. Uh, lose the stomach, keep the muscle. Yeah. Um. So right now the stomach it's it's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not so bad though. Like, it, you know what, what what happened to me? You guys know what Tim Tams are. Have you eaten Tim Tams? No, but I, I, I see you guys post oh. This is like Vegemite. And it's not like, it? what's no, Vegemite? No. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean the the other nationalities posting their special oh, okay. food from home kind of thing. I don't think we ever do it, do we? If I dangled a bag of ketchup chips, you'd fucking run away. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, we, but we never get that. But the Vegemite <laughs> or the, what's the other mite? Vegemite or... Nutella? No. Australia and Dino and England have different Vegemite and Marmite. Oh, Marmite! Oh, yeah, Marmite! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Marmite and you guys have some of that, don't you? Yeah, we have Marmite. Vegemite and Marmite. And they're like, whoa! I got it. The gold. The gold is in. And these Tim Tams are one of them. And there's a couple other ones, but Tim Tams. I've heard actually, of them a lot. Isn't that a cookie? Yeah, but it's yeah. so tasty. So it's it's, <laughs> it's it's from Australia, and um, it's 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 a sandwich uh, cookie with chocolate on the inside, and it's coated with chocolate on the outside. But the way you eat it is, you bite the end of the top off and the end at the bottom off, and you would sip like a like something warm, like hot hot coffee or something through it. And as soon as you taste the coffee in your mouth, you put the whole biscuit in your mouth, and it just explodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is how everybody does it. It's 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 a very popular in Australia. It's 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 called the Tim Tam Slam. That's what a you Tim Tams there. You yeah. can't just buy the bag and just start pounding them. You can, you can. So you're the, so just fucking wasting. You can, <laughs> you, can, you can get a bottle of Jameson and just start smashing it too. So so my, this, is, this is this is what I do. Okay, so uh, now now what happened was I used to order it online and then I told my friend uh, Ben and he's Australian. I told him about it. He's like, dude, no brand sells the same thing, but it's just no, it's just in in no brand packaging. Yeah. And they do, and it's two thousand six hundred one, which is like fifty percent cheaper than yeah, what I've been paying for it. So I buy five boxes for a week, and <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. I I tell how myself, do you, how do you have problems hitting your calories then if you're eating? This this is a new thing. I said that's that's why um. this thing arrived here again. Like I didn't have this uh, a month, two months ago. This wasn't here. Yeah. So uh, every night I would tell myself just two with a cup of tea, and that's it. But then. I sleep with the box on my nightstand. <laughs> yeah. And in the morning when I wake up, there's nothing there. Oh, <laughs> what happened? I can't help it. I don't know. Like even if I leave it in the fridge, I still I still wake up and I go and then I come. I have no control when I when I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah, that that's something. I mean, I have the same impulses uh, with uh, like I said, I can't walk through my kitchen without taking a handful of almonds or peanuts. Like it's it's impossible. I can't. Are you do trying it. to make me feel bad about myself? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying about uh, impulse kind of eating. Like it's hard to control. You eat too you're... much healthy food. No, no, no. no. 
No, no I'd be okay. okay. I'll make you. I'll make you feel better. When we <laughs> used to when we used to sit at the bars and they put the bowl of Cheerios out, he could eat the whole bowl of Cheerios without even noticing. Okay. Oh, and then, and then, and then yeah, you could yeah. just slide another bowl in and give the waitress this one, and the next bowl would be gone by the time she got back. Be like, how much? He'll eat six here. bowls of of those Ringo oh. things, and he won't even notice. Oh, dude. <laughs> you should have opened with that one. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have made more sense. But it was, uh, yeah, just that you know your brain turns off, or even I think part of your brain recognizes like, wow, I'm eating a lot of these Cheerios. We just keep you just keep pounding them it. I, I, you know what the thing is though like for years I never I never ate sugar like since I started I wasn't eating sugar yeah. this is the only thing that's sweet that I eat I yeah. eat nothing else yeah. and it was that was actually the easy part for me the hard part with my diet and fitness was drinking going out and not drinking because yeah. it's such a big part of the culture here absolutely so and, and a way to connect to a way to connect to new teachers and, and whatnot yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's important in the early years Tell us a little bit about the fashion and style stuff. I mean, the hair seems always right. The pictures always look like gold. Uh, my hair. Like is, is this the thing? Like, uh, like I, I think of gay friends at home, and I think, man, they're they're always well dressed. They're always looking good. Is no. that part of it, or how do you? How I, do you... I'm not big on name brands. I, mean, I wear clothes that I think looks nice on me. I I don't like formal dressing or anything like that. Um, uh, I just like you know like it, it takes you a couple of a, like you know a long time to figure out what how to dress and what you know how when you look best what you know wear? and um, I don't know my, my brother was a big influence with my hair like he would always tell me try this product or that product he's actually much bigger into fashion and stuff than I am I was like, gonna say some of the pictures he looks also pretty yeah he's, he's 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 very pretty yeah yeah he's gonna hear this he's gonna get upset yeah. to me saying that. <laughs> one of them looks like a twin brother of you like one of them looks exactly like you. so my middle brother and I we look much more similar Eugene Eugene I don't know Eugene and I share features but you wouldn't say that we brothers you Eugene know? that one sounds like a Korean name huh? Eugene well actually okay. it's Eugendra Jayendra and Sashin I don't oh, know why okay. my parents did it like that like oh, okay. just, yeah but um like, I, I, honestly, like, I only bought clothes. Like, for two years, I didn't buy clothes. Like, I'm, I'm bad. I'm one of those expats. But also, like, because of it's Corona and stuff like that, I, I, I don't like to buy clothes online. And uh, I wasn't going downtown and stuff. And, oh, uh, online shopping's fucking... Then my underwear started yeah. getting holes in it and stuff. And I'm <laughs> like, Sashin, you need, you, need you need to go and buy some clothes now. <laughs> 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 No doubt. So, like, now it's this, the, all the white underwears are off-white. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude but uh yeah no shopping definitely oh i hate shopping on do you ever do shopping online I don't, I don't hey, like it's horrible it, yeah. but it's good when you're korean and it's the one size fits all and they're all yeah. the same size yeah but but, but how do you know all, the style we got four guys here and yeah. we're all different sizes yeah. hey it's hit and miss though but the Koreans i, just, I really hate buying a t-shirt and then some of them you get you're like oh the, the, i think an important part of the t-shirt is the the way the neck Mm. Like the the quality of the of the what is it the necklace? It has to feel right. Like, yeah, and after one wash, I don't want to fucking hang it down. <laughs> no, but but yeah, you can see this is already starting to get wrinkly. Yeah. But these these are China shirts, but they're very cheap and they make my body look big. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the focus on the bicep. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's switch directions here. Can you tell us a little bit about the LGBT community in Korea or just in general in Korea? Um, and maybe after we can get into pride a little bit and okay. talk about that. Um, you know, when I, I don't know if you guys remember Dorian Cluffy was yeah. the guy that organized. 100%. Yeah, 
I know he was a really big part of it. And uh, he would always organize, like, you know, a lot of the Pride events and stuff like that. He He's in be, France right now, right? Yeah. He was really good at bringing all of that stuff and all of those people together. And he was connected to the networks and stuff like that. Um, but after him, I feel like for the foreigners, like all of those meetups and stuff kind of left with him. But um, for me, with the LGBT community, like dating, is that, is that what you refer to? Like dating? And, yeah, anything, anything everything. Um, it's, look, I think for a person of color, it's a bit rough. For me, it was rough. Um, at first, I thought maybe it was because I was fat, but then I lost the weight and stuff like that. And I, I never did well for myself here. Mm. I maybe like went about three on three or four dates, like in the five years that I've been here. Yeah. Um, and um, they, were, they were not great. Um, with Koreans or with with, with, Kore- with Koreans um, look with the expats um, in Ulsan we've always had like a very small amount of um, like gay expats and um, and I just never really was inclined to any of them in that way yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. if you know what I mean um, but it's hard to if the if it's a limited <coughs> community too like like you said I like think of the old tombstone days I mean if something ever happened the whole bar knew about it the next night yeah and it, it would that it's was just like that. that was just not not a lot of people's thing like if uh yeah but there's a lot more expats here now than there was when when i first came and there's only one or two places to go so i mean that was like the news traveled there first and everybody knew before you even got there everybody knew what was going on so yeah it was easier to stay out of that that kind of stuff and stay with the you know trying to date koreans or whatever because it's it's shocking for me and not shocking that you've been on dates with koreans because man when we came here the big thing was like a lot of the Korean guys seem very feminine compared to the, mm. the guys at home. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of gay guys here. And everyone's like, no, no gays, no gays in Korea. Like, no, like there has to be, but it's, it's cool now that it's opening up and it's more, um, I mean, they're not only dating within the Korean community or they're, they're going out to, yeah. to meet, uh, to meet foreigners too. We're yeah. making, making steps in the right, uh, in the right direction. Anyways. Well, I, I kind of joke and bug the Ghanaians or, that used to be at Eunice now that have jobs and careers and stuff in, in Ulsan, but they used to go to Busan on the weekends because Korean women were just not interested in black men. And they knew if they went to Hyundai, Gwangan, Somyong, whatever, there was a whole different game there. Hmm. And they could actually try and date or make girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, once Eugene, their smarty, got his first girlfriend there then it was like wow and when one of them got their first english job here it was oh and, and it kind of paved the way but i watched these guys from the first ghanaian students at unist and, and now now it's like a, a freeway i mean anybody any african student coming in can ride the coattails of those six or eight guys mm. who kind of laid the foundation and it started by them exploring going to busan going to seoul going to daegu where that was more acceptable yeah and then finding out how to make inroads and how to bring that back to Ulsan. Um, is it the same for you or no? Like, I don't think it's the if, same. If that was only four dates in the time you've been here, wouldn't you go to a more open place? I mean, Itaewon, oh, no, Seoul, Busan? Or? Look, I've, I've, I've been and I've tried and stuff like yeah. that. Um, look, the truth is, guys, and, I, you know, I am, you know, it is true. Gay people are very superficial and uh, we're very, very good at uh, discriminating against our own kind on, on a variety of classes and categories. Like you log on to Grindr and like the profiles will be like, no fats, no femmes, um, only straight acting, uh, muscular, uh, like, like, like they literally will be prerequisites. Shopping and, list. And if you don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 like tick, 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 uh, no, so can't message. 
huh. stuff like that. And and you know, there was a point in time in South Africa even where like people would message me, then like I'd respond to them. And I remember there was this one guy, such a fucker. He asked me for another picture. <laughs> I sent it to him. He's like, "Oh, you're Indian." I'm like, "Yeah." It says there on my profile. I have a picture, and it's, uh, my ethnicity is, is is listed on my profile. He's like, "Okay, no, only whites." Sorry, that's a common thing. Like whites only. You will see that in South Africa. Huh. In Korea, it's, it's very very. You could have a preference for whites, but whites only seems a little little uh, oh, American. There are, clubs in, <laughs> there are clubs in Korea where they have only. They don't let Indians or other brown people. Yes. Yeah. Hold on though. Oh shit! What was the? Loves that stuff in Taiwan. It's like only Western, and heaven forbid you're an Indian Canadian because they won't believe you. And even if you have a passport, they're like, "Well, you're the wrong." What was the What was the reasoning for that? We heard a good reason why they only let. I don't know if it was a good reason, but one of their owners had expressed to somebody why why they do that. Whatever, it's the same bullshit. Re- oh, they don't understand the culture as much, or it's just bullshit. It's all bullshit. It is bullshit. But it's such. I feel it brings <coughs> so much hate, though. Like when you make statements like that. Oh yeah, Fuck, absolutely. If you formalize yeah. those things, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What? How do you? When you came to Korea. Did you look at the men and think, "Wow, these guys are really attractive"? I was very surprised because I did not expect to be attracted to any Korean people. I had the same thought before coming here. I'd never really been attracted to to an Asian girl, and you come here and you're like, "Oh, there's more than one iteration of this <laughs> kind of stereotypical face." You're like, "Holy shit! Look at the there's a nice a nice selection." Isn't that there. everywhere though? Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, it is everywhere. If you're surrounded by this kind of people, then that's because you can start. That's to make, my choices. I you mean, can start to distinguish differences in faces, and then yeah, absolutely. It I, actually comes down to they're just people, and there's cool people in all the places and all the colors. This is why we don't need tags and shit for everyone. Matter yeah. tag, continue. <laughs> no, I was su- I was surprised by how big everybody was because um, I'm a pretty tall guy and a lot of the people in Ulsan, the, the, the guys, I mean, they're very close to my height and... Uh, really? The legs are like tree trunks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like really surprised by that. <laughs> like I expected short and petite. That's what I thought I was going to see when Japan, I came here. Right? Oh, I, I thought I... Listen, dude, I'm five eight and three quarters. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be stepping on people over here before I came. I was like, oh, Godzilla, just just right, just wreaking havoc over here. I've never felt Koreans were tall or or they're, they're big huge. In any way. I got middle school students that are towering over. Yeah, here. And, what, what are they eating now? Now, chicken. is it is it the fried chicken? Fried chicken. Now I think that they have they have progressed or gotten gotten taller. But man, still, if you go on the subway in Busan, you can still see. All the way to the end. There's a couple heads that poke up, yeah, but in general, speak for yourself there. Well, yeah, I just saw. <laughs> I just read an article on the six foot eight Korean basketball guy who's ripping oh, up the basketball world. NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Six yeah. foot eight guy who was unreal. But uh, I was surprised, kind of, how beautiful <laughs> the guys were here, and I was like, "There's no toxic masculinity here. There's no masculinity. Mm-hmm. Only in the gym." The the yeah. you know every every guy in Ulsan put together I don't think they could make one beard. Um, there's there's no masculinity about them in the in the sense or the way that we know from the West, and and nobody goes around with their chest pumped out. And now you're starting to see a couple of these gym guys, mm. but but in general there's none of that shit here, and it's it is very metro sexual and and very. The men seem very feminine compared to where I come from, where it's all the rah, 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 and sports and thumping your chest. 
I like that though. Like it made it very easy for me to feel comfortable here. Like I didn't fucking care. Like uh, like I don't know you guys. If you guys have seen me with my short shorts out uh, before, but like I can wear yeah. what I want and I feel very comfortable. I feel no nobody looks at me. They either look at me because I'm a foreigner or um because I'm handsome. But otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's good, man. That's what good. do you have any experiences with with mothers or? or or fathers or kids uh, discussing gay people, gayness, gay anything? It's come up once or twice with my middle school students uh, just purely because the textbook that we are discussing, like it had like a thing about same-sex marriage or whatever. And I just asked them their thoughts about it. And I'm like, so like, do you think this is okay? Like, do you think it's wrong? Like, no, it's good. It's okay. It's fine. Like, you know. Um, so, and you know, this is Kuyangri, uh, so it's still like, you know, like, uh, I don't want to say country, but like, uh, it's not, it's not yeah, downtown it's, that's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. So they were all like really okay about it. They seem good about it, you know, but you know, with it, with any school, with, with like, with, with any place, it's so easy in theory to say, yes, this is, this is okay. It's fine. Right. And when it's happening, you know people uh, um, unconsciously just take the, the wrong stance mm. without realizing. Yeah. I ask the women's class all the time, um, what do you think about your kids? It, it comes up just in regular conversation because of what's in the news and we say the decreasing population, what's going to happen, what about your kids, what about their futures, hagwan, study, study, but there's not going to be any jobs and, and there's a decreasing population. What do you think about marrying a foreigner they always say oh your wife's so lucky and I think, okay what about your kid marrying a foreigner fuck that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem no problem no problem and i say what about an african-american or an african-canadian oh, oh, oh my. My. <laughs> so then so then it goes like that then it goes to white zone. what about southeast asia oh well what if they're uh filipino canadian how Filipino are they? <laughs> what color is a Filipino Canadian? Um, and I'm like, well, this is bullshit. You can't say you're open to it. But that's the thing. But right? you're only open to people like me. And it comes it's down to the it comes down to the person, man. It comes right. down to the individual. You can't. It's it's you can. But but I'm saying when when you ask that question, all of them are. Yeah, gays are fine. What if it's your brother? Oh, that's not okay. Well, what you just said it was okay. It's okay as long as. They're not too connected to me or something, you know? Yeah. It's not going to affect my image or people's thinking of me. Okay, yeah. that might just be something that's developing over time. And I yeah. mean, if, if a young mm-hmm. kid in Guyongli is, is not reacting negatively yeah. to, the, to the question, it's probably an indication that it's going in the right direction, right? You know, as long as they're not hard conservative against it, it's probably going in the right, yeah. the right direction. How do you feel about the overall outlook in Korea? Is it progressing well? Is it going too slow? Is it... You know, in all fairness, I can't answer that question nope. because I haven't been big on the gay scene yet. Mm-hmm. I really haven't. I wouldn't be able to give you a fair answer yeah. on that. Well, Gareth, Gareth shed some light when he was here on um, on the LGBTQ. He said he went to the to the Pride March, yeah. and he's like, it, it felt good within the hundred people that were that were supporting the cause. But he was we were surrounded by a thousand people that hated yeah. it and and were absolutely against it but this is Ulsan too I, I wouldn't expect there not to be that but you know in general in my time here it has progressed immensely in in the right direction and I think uh, social media and, and Instagram and stuff has, has changed the whole yeah the whole situation the whole environment don't here. you think too I mean when you're asking your your ladies class when you're asking your class 
in you know one to one or in a small group i think people are good man but the bigger the group gets yeah, the sure. you the know, mob mentality comes yeah. out yeah and that's just the in the group uh, yeah like the i think it was Kara said there's a lot of church groups supporting the mm. or kind of anti but, I mean, that's the same at home. Anti-pride I mean, thing. You see that at home going on, too? Oh, yeah, no, it's not just, <clears throat> what I'm saying, the the individual versus the versus the group. And on an individual level, people nice. Group, no, you're shit right. Gets out of, shit gets out of hand. People hand. like riding in that wagon, you know? They just, uh, it feels nice, it feels good. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, I bet, it too, a lot. If you took, if you randomly selected people that were looting and mobbing and shit back home... I bet a lot of them are just nice people mm. who just got caught up in the like. Sure. Eh, I'm gonna grab a, I'll grab a free TV. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, no, you, and you know what it is? Oh, he's doing it, so it's okay. Yeah, he's doing it. He's yeah. getting it, so then it's okay. Oh, but yeah. you saw it in the Montreal games. Those guys went down to support a hockey team. They won a game, and all of a sudden they're flipping over police cars. Like it, it. Yeah, you just get caught up in in the moment. It's even I mean, too. But we forget about Vancouver. I don't know, I like to paint Canada in, like, this beautiful, like, no. oh, we're so nice. Dude, Vancouver lost the... Lost the Stanley Cup to Boston. And they just ruined the city. Vancouver, yeah. this is like the... But they say these guys come in to riot and, and loot and whatever. It's I, I got no idea what the percentage of people who come from other places with that intent and which ones don't. But what you, there's one thing. Once it starts, I, it, it's easy to get everybody in there and... and it's like a fire. Yeah. yeah. You said going home in October. Yeah, I'm gonna go home. I've never heard that. That's pretty close. What yeah. was, what was the main catalyst for, for deciding on making the move? The look, boyfriend. I, no, but not just that. Look, I knew I was gonna go home at some point in time because I have to go home to. I have to do my practicals for my teaching certification yeah. at home, and I was on the fence about. I was actually thinking of coming back for another year or six months or something like that. And then, yeah, it uh, it was the the main deciding factor, I guess. It it was was the boyfriend. Yeah. But either way, I would I would have still ended up going home. It's not just that my fa- I I haven't had a break like yeah. since I've been here. I haven't had a proper break, yeah. and mm. I think for the past two years I've been experiencing burnout. Yeah. So it's been it's been tough studying. I mean, like you know, my couch is my favorite place right now. <laughs> like uh, I do the things that I have to do every day. I go to gym. I cook. I clean. I do my laundry and stuff like that. But then when I have like a moment of time, I just want to sit on my couch and do nothing. And I think it's, it's, it's burnout. Yeah. Um, I just need a break. So when I go back home even, I'm doing everything in such a way where I finish all my assignments before I leave. Yeah. And for three months, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I think at home, it, it's even worse here where if you're not working, you're, you're wasting your time. I, I like to see the, the mentality like this where you're taking time for yourself the the pursuit of money or mm. or or other things can kind of take take a back seat in you know in lieu of your mental health and i think That's it's probably awesome. probably cool to see what happens in that time where you get time to reflect and and think about life and just have time to think and not be worried or, or something about everything else going on and my, you got to do this by five o'clock and you just get time to sit down and and think about life for a little bit. My six months after I got married, I, there were six months where it was just very, very minimal work. I planned on not working at all, but um, had a couple of classes here and there. And I think I've mentioned before it was my biggest personal mental growth yeah. period. Taking a step back from working, like, oh, this is what the world looks like when you're not fucking yeah. brrr, class, class, class. Very like that, you know? Yeah, and it was uh, it, it was good, man. It was good to step back, evaluate where you know where you want to go, what you're real beliefs and, and whatnot are so what are some of the things you'll take away from 
Korea going back home? Oh, you know, there's so much, so much. When I came, I'm not the same person I was. I I did a lot of growth here. I was the worst before I came here. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. I was very immature. Um, I hadn't adulted yet. Um, How old were you when you came? I was 31. 31. You're 85? 30, 31. 87, 87, sorry. 87, what is that? 30, 31. 32, 31. How old are you? Fuck, how old are you? You came here in 2016. Yeah, 2016. But my birthday's in March. 32. I was 32. 39. You know what I mean, okay. 31, 32. I'm 34 now. I'll be 35 next year. But, no, like, just with the way I interact. I realized I was a very poor listener. Um, the I did a lot of reflection here about the way I used to be back home. Yeah. And um, the relationship with my family is better than it's ever been. The relationship with all the pe- relationships with all of the people I have back home are really good. The relationships I've built here are phenomenal. Um, I've become much more tolerant with people that I care about. I don't have an expectation of them to think like me or be like me, even if they're dicks. You know, it's you can be friends with people that suck as yeah. long as as long as they they own that. I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, but and uh, I don't know, just uh, not not as I don't care a lot about what other people think anymore. I know it sounds cheesy. It's very hard to get to that point though, yeah. uh, where you you know you do whatever you want because you want to do it and you don't care about. That's why I post so much of selfies on Instagram. I I, I like it. It's, it feels nice. I don't care that well, what people are gonna say or whatever. Like yeah. you know. But um, that's that's a good way to go forward, man. When you're not, uh, when your your brain power isn't dedicated to to thinking about or worrying so much about what other people yeah. are, how what other people are thinking or judging about you. Yeah, you're you're free, man. That's the, you know, there's freedom that comes from money, freedom that comes from a job, and there's freedom you know, of your of your own conscience that when you can let shit go, that's the that's the best one. I have a new appreciation for time as well. Yeah, I you know it's the one unit of measurement you cannot reproduce. Yeah. And that's the one the one you won't get back. Um, and I, I I after coming here, eighteen minutes late. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> There's a whole backstory with that. The the directions were sent twenty four hours late. I messaged I I asked you for the direction. Asked Nate for the directions last night. Dude, I'm only okay. joking. I'm only you know, joking. That food that I brought is not for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to warm it up and you're going to eat it in front of you. And you can smell it and you can watch us eat it, okay? Uh, oh, dude. Tell us, seriously, though, what about, uh, what about the appreciation of time there? What have you, what have you learned from... Uh... Life's short. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, I think also working hug one, you have a new value for time. Because, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like, there was one stage where I was working two hug one positions. I was doing kindergarten in the morning, and I was doing uh, my main gig, which was elementary and middle school, uh, in the afternoon towards the, uh, the, the night. Yeah. And I was working out twice a day at the time. So I had very, very little time. I was having 13-hour days. Yeah. And um, very, very Your little house time. is just for sleeping. Yeah. You're just <laughs> you wake sleeping up, and eating. Go to the gym. yeah. yeah. And um, hey, before you know it, like a year has gone by, and you don't know how 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 you've been doing this. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. And it, I don't know if that comes with with age, or for me, anyways. I think it was um, it was a combination of age and going through those 
those shitty times where you yeah. just you're blinking and fucking months are flying by. You're like, whoa, whoa, oh my god, that was a year. <laughs> oh my god, oh, holy shit, what, what's going on? Yeah. The wrinkles in your head, like they just when you go like this, they don't go away. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Shit's getting, uh, you know, things are. Uh, yeah, when when life starts flying by, man, it's uh, it's scary. And to think back to when you were young and maybe you were at a job and you're like, oh, when can I go home? What, you know, days you can just sleep away. You're like, oh, shit, man. You're kind of counting down now. You know, it's hard you... to stay in the present as well when that happens. Yeah. It's really difficult. You go on waiting for the time to be over and before you know it, it is. Yeah. Like the time, it's much more than you anticipate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and when, you, when you switch, I think, from that, like, when's this going to be over kind of mindset? Well, when your brain switches to like, maybe in your case where you're going home, you're like, I want to take everything in, mm. you know, I want to absorb all of these, um, all of these experiences. Time flies by even more. Yeah. When when you've made that when you've made that mental switch, man, which sucks, but what who, you gonna do? Who just retired? Who's the goalie that just retired in the NHL? Not Pekka Rinne. Uh, maybe yeah. sorry, maybe it wasn't a goalie. And if somebody announced their retirement two months before the season ended. Because they wanted to take it all in their last games, mm. their last they wanted their family to come, they wanted to remember it. And then another legendary goalie two days ago just said, I retired. And I thought, man, I, I would definitely prefer how the other guy did it, where he announced it two months before the end of the season. American goalie, I, winning I his goalie of all time, I forget. Um, anyways, he he wanted to take it all in, he mm. wanted to have his family there, he wanted to enjoy. He wanted to say goodbye to guys and other teams and stuff. So his last kind of two or three months was like a farewell tour. Yeah. And he, he just didn't want guys. Ryan, Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Yeah. And even he wasn't. Uh, he had a press conference and everything to announce it, and he just wanted to know that he could, he could take it all in and, and really experience it and have no regrets from talking to other guys who've retired and said, "Listen, you don't get to do it twice. You got to do it how you want on your terms. So if you want to remember it and have, you got to start." before you're going to retire and, and you know yeah so you can have this special game or the coach you know can make, put you in for that last start in your hometown or whatever it should um, be it should be said though that we should be not just the last two months man we gotta <clears throat> practice and and make do our best to make every moment mindful not to, it sounds like he's he's kind of ran through his first 10 years of his career and like oh, i gotta remember this last two months fuck i didn't do it i didn't do anything the first 10 years no no but i think you know? it's that one like where you get to that the is, off, where you get to the off season it's like yeah it's not in me anymore i retire mm, but yeah. but but i'm not gonna see anybody or, or say but that's the thing you should be, we gotta do our best then to live in the present and enjoy every every moment yeah but i still think even if you do that towards the end of a, a long career or or four years of teaching or whatever there's still going to be those last final moments that'll that'll be impressionable yeah no shit what are the feelings and emotions knowing that you're going home what do you have lots of anxiety or stress or you must be really excited uh what so, do you think some of the challenges will be you know touch wood of with everything that's happened a lot of things have just fallen into place for me um like even with 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 my like five years like here i i do feel i have been living in the present i've had a lot of good times a yeah. lot of good experiences not just outside of school but in school as well with my kids my students like yeah. i've enjoyed pretty much most of my days here um going home you know you you would think the thing to be worried about is like you know economically is my financial situation what am i gonna what am i gonna do next but even that as well like 
I managed to land um, a position that starts in January at a Saudi university where I'll be work working online through correspondence. I'll be earning a little bit more than I'm earning now at the moment. So You'll be working from South Africa for a Saudi university? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Beautiful. So, like, the... And, Hey, is, is that because of Corona or is that the actual position? It's the actual position. No it's chance. a free university uh, that it's a, for, for the students in Saudi. It uh, offers okay. them free English lessons or whatever like that. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, very little preparation as well. So I'll be able to continue my studies while doing that. The yeah. time difference is not so bad either. Beautiful. So um, everything's just kind of fa fallen into place for me. I'm, I'm going to be staying with my brother in Johannesburg uh, for the first couple of months. And then I'll go out on my own. I don't think I'll drive. I don't want to drive. I used to drive before. I'm a very bad driver. Mm. I've been in three accidents. All of them were my fault. Um, I shouldn't drive. Part uh, of the reflections in Korea have brought you to this. Uh, <laughs> you, know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, Ubering around, I mean, if I'm working from home, right, yeah. I'm only going to leave to go out to maybe buy groceries and to just see other people, which I don't go out as much as I used to. I don't know if this ever yeah. happened to you guys where you find that as you get older, you become a little bit more introverted and a less extroverted. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, not by so. choice at all. <laughs> I think getting married and having kids, but I, I, if you could bring me on the boys' weekend to Thailand, I'd be fully extroverted. Um, uh, in terms of driving, living in Korea was the first time I ever thought, like, do I really need a car? Yeah. Like, in my early days, I bought a car, like, two months in. Yeah. And I was like, do I really need this? This is, you know, I could just walk here, walk there. Yeah. And you start doing the math of like, I got to pay 150 bucks a month for insurance. I got to pay for gas, for repairs. Like, it is cheaper just to take the bus. It's a little more, yeah. you know, uh, time consuming, but overall. All right. So you're, you're pretty set up going home. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. I'm fine. I've got some savings as well. So I'll be, I just need that to float me for a couple of months. And I don't even think I'll burn through all of that. So... So the, the plan is to do your practicum? Yeah. And can you do that anywhere, or do you have to only, do it in a certain place? Or? Uh, only in South Africa, at any school in South Absolutely. Africa. There's three types of school, like uh, disadvantaged school, uh, medium resource school, and I think one of them has to be um, a special school, school for special kids with special needs. Huh. Yeah. What are you studying now? You're doing your master's in education? Uh, Postgraduate certificate in education, PGCE. Okay. So it's essentially like... Um, if you have a general bachelor's degree, you can do that, and then you have a teaching degree now. So, yeah, very nice. And you want to continue your studies after, even after you get your PCG? Do you want to keep studying at, after at, that? at a point? At a point, I want to work for it, but but I will study again. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I was actually in corporate for for about five years before. No. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't come through straight after uni. I worked in corporate. I was a event manager for um, Ford Ford Motor Company of South Af Southern Africa, oh. and also for. ABB, Swiss Swedish Engineering Company. Uh, it wasn't for me. And I didn't expect, I came here to study, to save up for culinary school. Yeah. But I didn't expect to enjoy teaching so much. But that's not why I didn't save up for culinary <laughs> school. I didn't save up for culinary school because I was having a nice time. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, Life happens. Now I'm older, I can't do it anymore. But it's okay, I can still cook in my kitchen. Is it, so. do, don't you think too that cooking... I enjoy cooking too for for people who are going to eat it or yeah. who we're going to share it with. But do you think it takes the joy out of cooking? I, you, I think you, maybe it will. When it's just like hundred percent, make eighteen yeah. steaks. You're like, God damn it! They, you know, you're wishing the people would just get the hell out of your restaurant, unless it's yours. <laughs> going going into teaching, what 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 
level do you want to teach? Like primary years or secondary or the younger, the older? And, and what kind of influence do you hope you, maybe you can have as an educator in South Africa? Because probably a very influential position. Yes. Um, I, I, the age doesn't bother me so much. I would prefer older students. I mean, if I could teach high school, I would have to further my qualifications to do that, though. If mm. I could teach high school, I would love to teach high school. But for me, the fact that I'm going to be teaching English students, a lot of students will be English students or can speak, you know, like like a lot of English. Yeah. I mean, that that's... Huge. That's, what you understand you, you, when you I'm know, talking you, like this. Wait, wait, wait. You know what it feels like? Because you have to break down so much of things with English second language, right? Yeah. The only way I can describe it is, you know... I'm not sure, but I, I think I think this this is right though. Like you know, Superman on Krypton, the gravity is like minus a hundred or something, yeah, yeah. which and that's the reason why he can fly when he's on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on Krypton now. Can you uh, can you, uh, can you explain that? Yeah, sure. I can break anything down you want. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so for the for my first couple uh, vacations back home. I remember purposely trying to talk fast. And just see, like, do people really understand when I talk really fast like this? <laughs> like, why are you talking so fast? Like, what are you know? Like, you just try to trick people. It's so weird, man. You get in that bubble of yeah. of teaching hogwans and kids who just really, it's hard to communicate. When I go with. home, they're like, hey, I can understand English. Can you speed up a little bit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you don't have to talk like that. Hey, it's, oh. it's, I'm embarrassed when I go home and I, and I do that, but it's just a habit from here, trying to make sure you're well understood or, or speaking clearly. You got to jump on the University of the People train. What does that Did mean? Gareth, Gareth then has. Oh had, right, 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 right. He told me about that. Yeah. Game, uh, I thought he was serious. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, oh, dude, I'm on. I got one year, uh, yeah. one year left. I remember when he told me about that. I was like, that, that's not real. <laughs> that's not real. What is that? I thought it was like something like how the people say I studied at the University of Life, School of Life, or something. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, that's yeah. what he was saying. But then, <laughs> no, it's actually a, a a university. He told me, yeah, yeah a year before like I started. I was like, dude, <laughs> what is it? it? Sounded like a pop up ad. <laughs> oh, it is, man. Yeah. That's where we found it, I think. Yeah, wasn't it a pop-up ad? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like some kind of ad. I think that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. But what it's accredited. It? That's what counts. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you look underneath, any any comment, I did some investigation before I signed up for it and started putting effort into it. But every Reddit or or any uh, message board, it's all like these people got to change their name. These people got to <laughs> change their name. I don't believe this. Is this real? You know, it's quite. Uh, it's quite funny, but good program. A long program, but it's good. Tell, tell us, you're coming up on whatever it is, four or five years, mm. the closing chapter, lots of friendships. You're a pretty sociable guy. I know you've made lots of good friends here. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the best memories you'll take away? Oh, God. There's so many. Um, that's a, I, 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 you know, that's such a vague question. Like, I don't. Yeah, that should have been in the question list that he sent you. Two years ago. <laughs> but, but, I, I, but no, anything, anything that stands out? Um, my every birthday that I've celebrated here has been massive. Yeah, <laughs> like it's always I, you know, and I, and it, like I didn't have to go to Seoul to have that experience. Yeah. I like every birthday that I've had has been, uh, it's been it's been really really good. I felt, you know, like when you have. Honestly, I, I, there's such a shitty way to say it, but I felt like a fucking celebrity. On yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I really did, and I loved it. It was so nice. It was. Really I said nice. vanilla cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the but but you know like I've I've had like these moments with with all of these big groups, but even within that these one on one moments with 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 every single person that's in my in all of the groups that that I've had like I like just these moments and these conversations and. Um, you know, also, like, sometimes you just meet people and you would never say or you'd never think and they're so different from you. But there's that one thing that's so similar or that one story that they have that you can relate to. You've been through something similar. Mm. Like, I've had a lot of those as well. Cooking for people. I really enjoy cooking for people. My cooking skills really came up in Korea. Because all the things I wanted to eat, I couldn't buy it, so I had to make it myself. The biggest injustice that you can bring home is that you didn't win that cooking contest. You know, that's bullshit. Oh, no, that's that is such bullshit. <laughs> you know, you want to call racism on something, mate? Was that? That's, that was, I was, that was so irritated bullshit. about that. I was thinking about that. I was yeah. cooking this curry for you guys yesterday. You can't. Like, you know uh, how I did that. Bloody, but you know what? I'm happy I did it. It was a good experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good experience. And I remember after, you're like, man, we were. It was so hard to. to arrange all those tents and there was so much shit that we got thrown on our and that got Jesus, thrown on our plates Jesus showed up with a big pot of curry like holy shit where'd this come from <laughs> oh you it, it's like those uh, just sometimes those moments in life like where you're like oh god I'm so hungry don't know what I'm gonna eat and man you just came in you're like uh, I don't know. I got all this lamb curry. Do you guys want it? We're like, all right, bring it over here. And dude, we we, like, we ate it with like fucking. I think with our hands in the back of a tent. It was so good. Though. That's how you're supposed to eat it. Yeah. Fuck, it was so good. That was uh, like one of the biggest highlights. The the fact that it, we even finished it, that we got through the weekend without having a heart attack or a or a heat stroke or something. You know, was amazing. But that curry, dude. When I think about the that whole weekend, it was like oh embarrassing to eat it like savages <laughs> in the you back of a dark tent but so good and so appreciated yeah. for, for me who cooked it it's so satisfying to hear that yeah. I love oh, that I really dude. really do I oh, love that that, yeah. that really hit the spot man. but still I have like uh, I don't know it, it was embarrassing dude we're so hungry like how are we gonna eat this thing I think we're just poking it maybe with one chopstick just trying to trying to force feed ourselves it's so good though and I think <laughs> we felt bad at one point and gave this tiny little dish to <laughs> Do you want to try it? One of the one of the Korean ladies, and she was like, "Wow, is there any more?" Like, yeah, it was a pretty big pot, but it's gone. You you know what was a shame? I I dished out all of those little bowls, and all of them got wasted. Yeah, they oh. just take one. Was, they just take one taste. Right? Yeah, it's so it. hot, sore to see that. You know, yeah. hey, yeah. The, who butter chicken one there? Eh? I, don't, I don't know. Episode five. I think. Yeah, I don't know if he, it was him or not. Who also? Goes by his uh, by his computer his uh, gaming alias, yeah. East Marshall. That's East Marshall. Um, would you ever rule out coming back? If I go, he's gonna fly in for his birthday. Uh, if I <laughs> if, if I come back, it'll be for leisure. I wouldn't come back uh, to work. Like if things don't work out the way I planned, uh, the way everything, uh, the way I hope it will, like in South Africa, I will leave South Africa uh, South Africa again. But I'd probably go to the UAE. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, it, it'll suck, but you know, at this point in my life, I, I want to pump up my pension and make sure I'm covered for retirement and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And you know, with the way things are going in South Africa, if I'm earning in another currency, I may as well let it play to my advantage. And, right. yeah, you know, because I mean, South Africa is cheaper than Vietnam, like to put it into perspective really? for you. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> Gareth, uh, <clears throat> one thing that he mentioned that uh, we're asking if he ever wanted to move back or what. Why, you know, in, in very trying times, why would you move back? 
and he was saying the 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 spirit of oh yeah and, and it, it's something i think maybe you can't really uh capture in words but he said just the the spirit or the the feeling of being there is really it's something uh something special yeah i i don't know how i mean hard to yeah, as soon as you get off the plane you can feel it you can smell it you, you, you I, I just i can't exp- i mean even just like the end of the year like the whole country shuts down for about three three weeks right and um oh, everybody's shit. happy it's everybody's brying everywhere you go people are sitting at restaurants drinking everyone's in a good mood and you kind of can you smell braai everywhere and you can you can feel it like everyone's with their families and uh like even like with this this horrible thing that happened to us mm. the people were all there mm. they all stood together the neighbors the community yeah. they all came together they went like to where all the shit happened a lot of them didn't know each other with brooms sweeping cleaning people are baking bread donate whoever everybody is trying to help everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's a beautiful thing absolutely yeah you know and sometimes in the that that comes out of the ashes yeah. of a of a really shitty situation and people would you would assume everybody's always saying there's this huge racial divide this you know there's like this huge uh, thing with these people hate those people where is it right now yeah, yeah. where is it nobody can see that right because that's that's not what you see if you turn yeah. on the news yeah you get something that you know uh, uh, a big problem can really bring yeah, yeah. i mean the, the the silver lining is that it can bring everyone yeah. to bring everyone together what what would you say about the stuff on social media saying here we go south africa is just a regular african country it's not that special destination it's not that safe to go it's not that they're just showing their true colors it's just a regular african country I think the the rest of the world needs to take a step back and figure out what's going on in their own house before they come after us because if anything especially with the global pandemic and the way most of the countries have handled it mm-hmm. it's it's very easy to stand on a high horse and look over at your neighbor's house and say yeah I don't like the way you're doing things or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. sort your own fucking house out first yeah, yeah, yeah. the USA is a superpower country with third world problems they just had yeah. all the rights and shit yeah. too yeah. yeah so yeah they must that's fine they can say whatever they want to say i mean if anything a lot of it is ill informed there's a lot of people that still sure. think that there's lions in my backyard <laughs> there is that we don't have <laughs> you know really they must just it's uh, they must you know if your house is clean and it's fine say whatever the hell you want to yeah. say either way we don't care we're going to listen to it we'll bitch maybe we'll get upset about it but we're still going to carry on after that you absolutely know? Absolutely. Well, any advice for people coming in whether it's South Africans or Hagwon teachers or just people in general? Um, know why you are here. Have at least an understanding as to why you are coming here. It'll help you to 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 it'll help you uh to get the things you want faster. Come with a But you came um, a little bit older. Like I feel like most people who end up here at, in a teaching role uh yeah. Have they're just escaping their problems back home and they got in and they're like, "Holy shit, this is pretty good here." <laughs> But I feel like most of them don't actually know why they're here. They're got an arts or science degree. They're not looking for teaching experience. It's easier. And and but you came at 30 you had to make a conscious choice to know, you know, yeah. what you want to do, why you're coming here, but you're, I don't think it's easy either to break uh it seems like a corporate you had a corporate yeah. gig and just go, "Hey, I'm going to take no, I lost back. my job." <laughs> I, I agree with you. you I should, can edit that part out. <laughs> you, should, you should know why you're coming, but I don't think that's easy for the young graduate who's... No, when I say, um, like, know why you're coming, like, I mean, like, I, look, I thought I knew why I was coming, and uh, remember I said, saving up for culinary school, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? But, um, like, I mean, like, wh- I guess, yeah, you're right, you are right. But I you're, think that's yeah. part of it. People come, and then they find out who they are here. Yeah. 
And, and like so, you're saying, you can't you can't get your mom's food, so you gotta cook it. Yeah. You gotta find out how to get it. You can't find people like you. You gotta go out and find them. Mm-hmm. And and I think that really brings people out of their shells and they, they really figure out who they are living abroad. It's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's part of the cool part is that people that's, learn about themselves. I, I've you guys probably have too, but I've had that conscious thought like Oh, this is who I am! Like, holy shit, I'm resorting back to the the things how I was how I was brought. Oh shit, how I was brought up, or this is. And when you're you not know, surrounded, really value, yeah. surrounded by the people that you thought you had to be around, they were your friends or whatever. You're forced to just step out and free fall. And that's one you of find the out where you things. land. Yeah, that that was the other thing I was gonna say. Be open to meeting all sorts of people. I mean. The beauty of having uh, an expat community uh, like that, that's that, like, like ours. I, I still stand by the fact that Ulsan has the best expat uh, yeah, community yeah. Um, uh, in Korea. But the beauty of our expat community is it's not too big, but it's not too small. It's a, it's, it's a kind of expat community where everybody knows who everybody is, but you don't necessarily know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's not so big, you don't get to be, you don't get to pick and choose who you want to be friends with. You go to one of the bars and you just talk to whoever you see. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit it off really well with some people and, and, and you don't with others or whatever. But either way, um, you can make lifelong friends here. Absolutely. Um, I, I have friends all over the world now. I mean, we st- I mean, they've left a while ago and we still talk like yeah. once a month, twice a month and stuff like that. Um, it's important. So that, that was a really big thing. I've learned a lot from them. They've had a huge impact on my life. Just being around positive people for a really long time yep. changes a lot. Just being around it. You don't have to do any active work or anything, but just being okay. around those types of people. That's the I, I look at those huge groups, impact. Or, or the, gr- the main group that you had there for quite a while, and I think, wow, what an incredible network of cool humans to hang out with. Like, you, you got a really, really cool... I, I think... Ours was pretty limited because when we came, it was like mostly Canadians and Kiwis, yeah. maybe some Aussies, not many Americans, almost no South Africans, not many British. We were pretty limited in, in who was here, but now it's so diverse now. And there was no Eunice when I came. Yeah. There was not really any international students. It, it's so diverse now. And man, when I look at the pictures of you and your, your groups of buddies, the birthday buddies. Oh, yeah. Like what a wild crew of amazing people and and. I, I admire that. that. That's awesome. Opinions and thoughts. I mean, the, the conversations there must be so... That also was really yeah. organic with the way that happened. We just fell into it. Like, we didn't kind of go looking for each other or anything. Like It really just yeah. was very, very spontaneous the yeah. way we all kind of just started hanging out and just... If, if I was a younger me and, a, and a, a single me, I would pay to join your group of buddies <laughs> but like, like taking membership right? <laughs> like my like my group was like mark jeff and and not there wasn't anything bad but it was all white males yeah i mean and we had some Co- korean female kind of friends of the group and some other but but it, your group is so diverse and so I, I just love it that would be a group that i would love to be a part of um but now with kids and stuff and i don't go out and it's it's not easy so yeah, I, I really envy that group of buddies you got here. They're they're pretty special. Well, you can join the join the Skype membership, man. Hey, ten bucks a month, you're allowed to hang out on the. On we the were not like banter. that, man. You know, we, were, we weren't like. You know, we were pretty open to everybody. Yeah. I know we we and you know if we if we came across as clicky, it, it, we didn't seem to. But but we would talk to other people, and it wasn't I like I didn't think so. But when I come I to the bar, the first you. table I come to is your table, because <laughs> you're always having a good time, and it's, you're always with great people. Yeah. If I walk in and see you guys, you're always with, I know, three or four of the people you're with, and I'm going to come straight over, because 
I know that'll make me smile, laugh, and have a good time. There's one story I want to tell. I should have mentioned it earlier, though, before, before we get Oh, we're out of time. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't have to tell you that. <laughs> I can tell them. Um, it's about my experience at a hospital in Korea, yeah, yeah. in Ulsan, Ulsan Hospital. Um, I had to go for a hernia surgery. Yeah. Um, Deadlifted? I don't know. Yeah. It was before I had a chain even. I don't know how I got it. But, <laughs> yeah. but let's just say when I made my when I contracted my abs, there was uh, things coming out of my groin. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was it was bad. I could put, play with it, push it in and out. Get, like, yeah. Oh, oh. We got a. Well, that's it. My brother had one too. He said in the morning he'd wake up, or if he was laying down, there was no problem. As soon as he stood up, he went bloop, and he shove it in, put yeah. a belt around it, go to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, yeah, it's it's basically your. Uh, your, it's, it's your, your abdominal wall there's a tear in it and your intestines it, come through yeah it comes through yeah, yeah. and you can wow. die from that you can strangulate yeah well what's his what happened to uh, Dr. Ju didn't he have perforation he had a perforated intestine or something oh okay yeah, yeah, somebody. anyways yeah sorry so um, I went for the surgery it was fine I woke up and it was New Year's Eve it was uh, the 30, 31st of December and um, a friend of mine had come to visit me and he waited me till around midnight and I wanted to smoke so he helped me to go outside uh, with my drips and everything and um, we passed this really old security guard on the way and he came out and he smoked with us and he followed us back to my, to, to my room or whatever and um, like he asked me if I need, he was really nice, he asked me if I needed anything or whatever, asked me if I knew where the bathrooms were, all of that stuff. I just told him I'm fine, I'm okay. He left, my friend left. And I woke up like about two, two hours later, and I was on morphine as well. Mm. I woke up about two hours later, and this guy's hands were all over my body. Like he had his hands under my gown, on my crotch. The security guard? The security guard. Security guard. And he must have been like 75 or something like that. And I'm like, stop it, stop it. And I, and I couldn't turn left. It was hard for me because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was my call. I couldn't turn left, right? And I'm stopping. I'm, I'm doing, like, my hands are like this. I'm yeah, yeah. trying to get him to stop. And luckily, there were two other guys in the ward. They woke up, and they just started swearing him in in, in Hangul. I don't know. I don't know what they said to him. And then he just ran away. I fell asleep, and Holy then I, I I woke up. Uh, they told me you can leave, and then I left. And it was only like in the cab, like I realized, like you know, it started coming. Yeah, I realized yeah. what had happened to me. That's that's what happened to me when I when I had to stay in a Korean hospital. No shit. Yeah, dude, I thought that was gonna end like. He, you woke up and looked over, and he had bought you a pack of smokes for New Year's. No, man, holy was, shit! Like, but I should have known. Even when he came, he was like, "Do you need help having a bath or, or, or stuff?" Like when my friend was there, I'm like, "No, I'm okay. I'm fine." He was like the parking lot guy, or what? He was, what hospital? He was it's Ulsan Hospital in in Namgu. So oh yeah, he was sitting in the reception area when we were walking out, and then he just followed me back, mm. and I didn't think anything of it. I mean, like well, you wouldn't, you know, right? Yeah. You wouldn't. Jesus Christ, that's fucking crazy. Hey, it was fucking awful. So did you do anything after that? I mean, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, what? I mean, I'm mean, i a foreigner here as well, I mean. Jesus, and that, oh, that's, yeah, that's weird too that it, yeah. you know, it comes back to you in bits and, uh, in bits and pieces after. I should have opened uh, with that story. You should have opened with that? Well, uh, it's shitty that a lot of those things, especially for females, don't go don't get reported and no and it's whatnot. messed up here yeah that stuff that happens to them it's really bad here yeah. actually like uh, you guys probably know a lot of people you probably know so many people girls that that they've had these weird ass random encounters yeah there's some there's some definitely weird shit here yeah and i th but it not to not to excuse it but it may be being a male uh, not not as threatened or traumatized 
yeah, fight as a I, than, than I don't a female. Feel like uh, like. It's easy. I mean, it didn't happen to me. It's easy to yeah. to make a generalization, but as a female, it's like someone breaking into your house, man. You're like yeah. you're kind of always on on the on the lookout after you. Know? I was fine. I went home. I made a chicken curry. Yeah. <laughs> to told the girls, I was fine about it. Yeah. Um, I remember. I I don't know if I've said it on here before, but going in for um, going in just for the regular health checkup that you got to get if you're working at a place. They test your ears and your eyes yeah. and shit, and the they put the um, the heart monitor thing on me and after it was done the girl leaned in dude and we're in a closed room because you got to take off your take off your shirt and she was giggling and shit and i was like ah it's because tattoos and whatnot yeah. and then after she took off the things and she came right in my neck she goes oh, joe and them say i was like dude if a if a guy did that to a chick if that was a male nurse to a girl you'd be toast you'd be toast good luck for fucking keeping your job after that shit I didn't. I was just like, whoa. Like, I'm, <laughs> like yeah, where were you five years ago? <laughs> you know? It was, uh, that was, that, that was a pretty wild That's encounter. like the start of a softcore porno. <laughs> Absolutely. <it is. laughs> and <laughs> let me tell you how it ended. The <laughs> No, but you would think, and I thought as well that, like, this is just something that maybe she's naive and she's like, she just did something stupid. But as I was leaving, like I, maybe I had another test or had to sign out or do something after, but as I was leaving, she was like, "Bye bye, cutie," and like waving and shit. I'm like, "You're a fucking, you're a nurse, you're a nurse." In it's not some old country hospital. Like this well, is hold on. this is going. There's a different hospital. level of professionalism here, I think, in general, and I think in dealing with foreigners as a whole, because it it's always like that stuff. The, the, you 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 run into those kind of the, yeah. the QT and the. Yeah. the very unprofessional stuff all the time in in different service <laughs> industries. Like you, you think you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. Had to pay extra for this because because yeah. because you're a foreigner. It, that, that's actually it's like the I, novelty. I was, yeah. I was watching something where I can't remember w- w- what it was, but this guy had seen girls gone wild, and he went to the states and he just assumed all the girls were like that. That's what it is. He watched like whatever. I, mean, I, I wiped out at hockey. Yeah. I had a bruise from probably the top of my thigh. To like midway up my back, like the whole thing was bruised and it was purple. Doctor didn't want to see it. Just pressed down. Okay, yeah, you're okay. There's nothing. There's. Listen, I gotta pull down my pants, dude. You gotta see. No, 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 no. I'm like, well, look at my ass. It hurts. It only hurts in a certain spot. He's like, no, no. I'm like, you're a doctor, dude. I'm telling you, I got a problem and I'm concerned. You gotta look at it. Oh, just let me let me check. Oh, I think everything's okay. No, I just said, fuck it, boom, take down my pants. He's like, whoa, and I I have a bruise like this big, man. And then the nurse was like, and the nurse goes running out to the the receptionist. She's like, and I was like, I I don't care like about anything. I just want to get treatment or whatever. This guy sends me to physio and I go to the physio place. And I think this was Samsung Byungwon next to it. And it's divided into like cubicles. Like maybe like 30 yeah. cubicles and they just have like partitions and she's like, okay, left ass cheek, tens machines, whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> pull it down. Doesn't put the machines on or anything. Goes and rounds up the other 25 therapists in the place, brings them all over uh, and says, look at this guy's ass. It wasn't my, it was looking at the bruise. Like they'd never seen a bruise. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's a- like, is this, is this standard procedure? And I never went back. I was like, 
I don't care if you know what you're doing or not. Like, this is ridiculous. There's Jeffy, 50 other guys in here, and you bring the whole staff over? Jeffy had the same one. He said like, after he uh, he had some surgery, he said he was laying there, it's like, post-surgery. Uh, and the doctor called the, the nurses in, and they were all playing with his chest there. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and this is, this is probably early, early 2000s. Like, look at this. And they're all just rubbing his chest there. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Uh, and, and a, that's uh, cute though that's adorable uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. again, again though man imagine changing the imagine changing the yeah. the, the role of like a male nurse coming yeah. in even even like combing a, a girl's no hair or something yeah. <laughs> like hair or anything yeah. my but female on, barber does that sometimes I have like hair on my back yeah. and she like she does the sharp cut here and then she like keeps going <laughs> how, how far <laughs> down should I go <laughs> Um, on the other end of the spectrum, when I went for the old endoscopy there at the university hospital, I mean, I don't know what they did while I was out, but 100%, but 100% professional and respectful and, I mean, just first-class care, and they were fantastic. I mean, in a situation where you feel a little bit vulnerable and... They didn't want to look inside your body. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, like, they were very respectful of, of the whole... And I was like, I don't got to wait here for an hour doing anything. How do you feel this, that, whatever? And just, I just felt very safe and in a professional environment where I've been to other hospitals where it's an absolute shit show. And I think like, like taxi drivers, isn't, do they think there's like an exception? The everything's, men of, everything's a shit show except your endoscopy, is that what you're saying? <laughs> but, but, but the men, the men in Korea, they, I think they perceive or they think that there's like an exception when you're dealing with foreigners. Like I remember when my sister came and the taxi driver asks like how much she costs and what part of Russia she's from. And I'm like, do you want me to smash you through the window? She's my sister, buddy. Oh my God. But it was just like, you would never, you would never ask that. Like, you know, you would never ask a Korean or no. do they? Like you never ask a Korean that. Um, so many. And, and I remember guys asking, how big is your Johnson? Like, is it really like the movies or like it shows in America? I'm like, I'm Canadian. Yes. But, but just like really, really personal stuff like you you would you don't ask koreans that and you would that's not yeah. so i think they think it's part curiosity it's extreme ignorance and it's part of just like i don't know we they feel immune to to not they're not embarrassed or anything they just freaking ask anything like i don't know no they think we do, they all think, of us have had experiences like that then it's definitely a culture thing it is a culture <laughs> yeah. thing. They, i had physio experiences in the same hospital like she yeah. just like I, I had my wrist broken mm. and I was like in the same partition physio place and she's like sniffing my armpit. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like wrapping something, it's some cold therapy thing and she's like just leans over. <laughs> I thought she's a special case and maybe no, like, a lot of just a weird girl. Like, a lot of... Yeah. All old factory. It's a, it's a culture thing. Like, come on. <laughs> well, that's you know. I don't know. Maybe you can trace that back to the ancient Mongols, man. That was their. <laughs> hey, that was their way of greeting each other. They they bring each other in. I swear to God, and they they smell each other, dude. That yeah. was the the okay. old factory senses was a uh, was a way to recognize. Uh, people back in the day now we're just now we're de now we get the deodorant and the cologne we're fucking he around. talks about the work the annual work check well i remember going to one and they're never they're never fun because let's <laughs> put a finger in my butt i mean me he's home. a muay thai fighter but he's got the tatties and everything but i'm a big dude i got a belly 
But when you go in, and usually I would go to Samjung, or not Samjung, uh, Tewagang Donggambyeongwon. Yeah. And they have like the special place. So mm. all the Hyundai, all the SK guys, they all, it's like a factory. And they just send you through. Eye check, ear check, weight, height, ECG, this. And you just go in a line. And like, I remember stepping on, and this was like, I don't, I don't care anymore. I've been through these things. And it was like, Backship cheer kilo, and I'm like, you gotta put that on the loudspeaker. <laughs> like the whole place freezes and goes, "Where's Andre the Giant?" <laughs> and I'm like, do you have to announce the whole thing? Like, and that wasn't the worst part. Like, you know, you go through and they're like, okay, the teeth are okay, and I'm like, but you don't do that for all these Korean guys. What the hell you gotta announce mine for to the whole building? The girl, like eight people behind me, I just finished the ECG, and there was a very, very heavy set. African American teacher coming behind me, and then they're like, "Back, Sashi Kilo, chest, chest size, blah blah blah," and like I was like, "That's a devastating experience." Like I I can handle it, and I've been here six years, seven years already. But this might be like her first time, and I was like, "This is insane, man!" What? And you know, they tell your eyesight, and even if your eyesight's bad or God, it was. I was like, I felt so bad for that poor, poor woman. Okay, like me, whatever, I can take it. But you're gonna dent that, like, she already doesn't probably have the most self-esteem, and you're gonna just smash her when she's down, announcing her, and the again, the whole place is men working for big corporations, and they all turn around and look, and it's either they see me or they see her, and that was it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, I'm pretty sure I went for the the scope. One time, not not the full, not the full scope, just like uh, just the uh, yeah, just you didn't take it. They, they just they just tickled the outside. But I went in, and I swear to God, it. I I swear I really think this is a real memory in Mugadong. They were, they showed in video to people waiting in the lobby. No, yeah, I, I'm not, dude. I'm not fucking inventing this. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I walked out. No, it's like a live, like for people waiting in the lobby. I think they just look up and see what's and, and see what's happening. Yeah. Who's asshole we're checking out? What do you mean? But the, listen, the worst. That's not a normal thing. What are you talking? That's about? not a normal thing. <laughs> it might have, dude, the lobby video. Don't you watching endoscopies? Dude, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what happened. Or, I, I, or colonoscopies, whatever. I'm, dude, I'm <laughs> Next sure time it was I didn't. Who's asked? <laughs> it was yeah. yeah who's asked? <laughs> but the the weird thing is, dude. This. Oh, never mind. I'll talk about it. After. No, no, come on, no. say it. Oh, dude, the the doctor here. It's not often you see a Korean guy with a with a beard. In this guy, it almost looks like uh, you ever seen people that get their head tattooed? Yeah, I mean like that really fine. Robbie, and did he get? Oh, he did get those. Yeah, but but this guy had it looked like that. It almost looked like when you're young and you for a Halloween costume like burn a cork and put it on. And this guy had like one of those beards. It didn't look like hair, and I thought. Like he's the, he's the asshole doctor. I'm like, is this just like shit that's flying in the air and it's sticking to his face, or is that a real beard? I don't know what it was. But uh, anyways, yeah, that was uh, that was my experience at the at the old asshole clinic. Oh, this episode's turned into a Me Too podcast. What's that? Me <laughs> Too. Yeah. After two hours, this is just our venting about uh, getting uh, violated in Korean hospitals. Well, I think they'll make good clips. The curry's waiting. Let's roll. Let's roll. Oh, hold on. Listen, you just you just uh, outplaced uh, Dustin. Dustin came in with uh, with chocolate chip cookies. He's officially number two. 
number one best guest. You, you showed up with a full meal for us. <laughs> Woo! I hope Sasha, you very much. Dude, thank you. Bye-bye. Later. Please don't forget to check out our sponsor, Dr. English. It is your one-stop shop for all of your English conversational needs. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website, www.dr-english.com. Thank you for listening.